Welcome to the Positively Star Wars Senate Podcast. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the Force be with you. Looky, looky, Simitai. He's a Jedi arriving. And welcome to the October 2022 episode of the Positive Star Wars Senate podcast. This episode was recorded on Sunday, the 16th of October 2022, using the powerful dyad of the Force that is Microsoft and Skype. My name is Stephen, the Chancellor of the Senate, the obligatory Brit contingent of this otherwise American skeleton crew, as we all get together to talk positively about Star Wars for roughly the next two hours ish. This episode is brought to you by Yaddle. Everyone's favourite female version of Yoda and Grugo is set to take us by storm again later in this month as she appears in Tales of the Jedi. And personally, I can't wait to see whatever we see. But we know we've got her in lightsaber action, so I look forward to that. But as ever... Sorry? Did you hear what she sounded like? No. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Yaddle. (laughs) <laughs> let's not go there again oh, I got, oh my ribs were hurt okay so before we get going proper into this podcast as ever it's time to hear a quick word from our sponsors And that's very quick. So thank you for our sponsors. And uh, as ever, we couldn't do this without you. So whereas I'm in the United Kingdom, I'm as ever joined this month by my positive friends across the great pond of water in the United States of America. And as uh, not differently this time, I'm actually on my phone on Skype instead of on my laptop. So I can't actually see who's here. So I'm just going to guess the order. And say we've got Marie. Hey, hello. Hello. When we have Ricky. Hello. Um, we've got Ryan. I'm here. Very good. And we have everyone's favorite Star Wars bargain hunter, Ron. <laughs> uh, greetings and salutations, fellow senators and chancellor. Thank you very much. So we're here this month to primarily be discussing the uh, episodes of Andor that we've seen since the last time we were on. But before we do that, we're going to go around the table and find out what people have been up to in Star Wars world the last, uh, well, actually, I can't remember how long it's been, three or four weeks since we were last on. So we go back around in order, and this time we will start with Marie. So I've actually had a bit of a busy Star Wars month. I mean, between Andor and a couple other things I've got going on, I am rereading the original novelizations, and I am not too deep into The Phantom Menace, but um, I'm really enjoying it. It's one of it's actually one of my favorite novelizations. And then, as we um, discussed prior to the show, uh, I'm really, really intrigued with this uh, Han Solo thing that I read about in the New York Times yesterday. Um, it's a gigantic six-foot uh, life-size replica of Han Solo and Carbonite uh, rendered in bread, and it's actually in a bakery not too far away from me, so I may be going to, to visit it. Do it. And that's, 
<laughs> I, I, I'm really thinking about it. I was going to say, do it. Do it. <laughs> when we get the pun there. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, go on. But yes, you definitely got to go and get get a get a selfie with the bread. Yes, mm. and that's pretty much it from this corner. Well, don't forget to put some butter and margarine on it. I don't know what you guys <laughs> do bread over there in butter. America. But butter. Definitely butter. Margarine, margarine, slightly more popular over here, I think. I know it's separate. It sounds. It sounds. Um, sorry, did they do it for charity? What's that? Did they bake this for charity? No, they just decided to bake it. I don't know why. They did a I think they did a Game of Thrones one earlier and they just decided to 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 challenge themselves with this one, I guess. Mm, okay. So and they ate half story. of the king's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that was uh, yeah, that's well crossing franchises there. We're gonna have to go into that one. Okay, uh Ricky. Hello, um yeah, I've just been watching Andor. Um, did I, I don't know if I talked about it last time. I did find some Kenobi figures again at Target, so I ended up getting um, Obi Wan, who they gave him like a dad bod. He looks kind of weird, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And then I also got um, the Grand Inquisitor, who looks like a baby because it's the retro collection. So I'm not really keen on the retro collection, but that's all I can find for some of the figures. So, but uh, yeah, I've been seeing more and more figures in the stores, which I've been happy. That's been pretty good. Um, Oh, you know, I picked up, um, I was feeling a bit nostalgic, and I was just looking through video games on Xbox um, in their little marketplace store. Um, and they had the Episode 3 game for the original Xbox, and like, it was, like, super cheap, so I just ended up buying it. I've been playing that. That thing is so, like, I remember playing it back in, like, 05 when it came out. And that, that's the one where, like, you can change the ending of the movie, so you can have, have Anakin kill the Emperor at the end. <laughs> So, but yeah, that's been that's been pretty fun playing through. I mean, the graphics aren't too great for the cutscenes, but like when you're actually playing the game, it doesn't look too bad. So, so yeah, you get to play as Obi Wan and Anakin. You can play two players and you can destroy the droids and stuff. for going through uh, like Episode Three in the beginning when you're on Grievous's ship, but deleted scenes where the they're like in the fuel lines fighting the the droids. But that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I've been going through pretty slow, but yeah, so I've just been doing that. Um, I did watch a little bit of Solo. Watched episode three again, and then Andor. I did pick up a couple of uh, comics that I haven't read yet, though. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's probably something I'm forgetting, but I'll probably think of it later. Yeah, Steven's muted. <laughs> oh, Steven's muted. Okay, I pressed it. I pressed the ribbon button, um, and it kept muting me. Maybe it's got. Maybe I've got a sticky finger. I am eating a um, a a rock bun at the same time here. Uh, that's oh, too much what? information. Rock bun. It's, it's, it's a it's geode. A, no, only geode. <laughs> it's basically a small node <laughs> bun with um, raisins and sultanas in it and fruit peel. Ooh, that's the other thing I've been doing. I've been reading uh, Path of Jedi, or um, not Path of Jedi. It wasn't Path of um, Deceit. 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 was an audio book of that. I'm on like. How did you get that from me talking about a rock bun? I was just thinking that. I was like, <laughs> raisins. What? <laughs> Something in there, something in there reminded you of a book. Geo. Okay. Very good. Geo. There's no figure in the mind of Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something I forgot. Yes. Okay. Very good. Okay. Onwards to Ryan. So I have also been reading Path of Deceit. I started a little late because I'm waiting for my library to get it. Uh, and luckily they did get the ebook. I'm only about eight chapters in. And the note-taking is so heavy on this. Um, 
it's just crazy. Like the tie-ins to everything has just been super fun. I almost wish I would read it and then go back and read it again to take notes because it's taken longer than I'd like. Um, and I just really want to finish it because High Republic is kicking into super high gear uh, with everything coming up. So I've been reading Path of Deceit and I decided I still needed an audiobook for my work drives or when I'm just like doing menial labor at work and I need something to listen to. So I've also downloaded Catalyst, the prequel to Rogue One, because that one was always great. So I decided to give that one another shot just to stay in that era that of like movie. Andor before New Hope. So I'm trying that on audio. It's still good. And I also bought another Star Wars game since I'm still massively into gaming. And it was Star Wars Miniatures X-Wing. And it's actually pretty neat. It's like an open table game with no board. You just need like a two foot by two foot open area. And you challenge each other by just like flipping, not really random, but you decide which way your ship goes, but you don't inform the other player. You both decide at the same time. And so it's almost like flying in open space and maybe you'll get into range of the other ship and then you roll dice to attack. So I'm a sucker for miniatures and dice rolling. It doesn't have cards, which is fine. So, but it's really fun. So I've been going through all sorts of third-party sellers to try to find additional game pieces because it has ships I've never even heard of. But right, I'm looking you don't for... Need, you don't need a map for that? Or do they make... No. You doesn't have a grid system for moving? Nope. It just says sanction off a two-foot by two-foot. So whether it's a, a cutting board or just sitting on the carpet type of thing and you just kind of put some edges around so you know not to fly through. I'm but yeah, sure it's just a... Make them, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's one in space and like one, a neoprene mat or something. But I kind of like the idea of that you're both flying ships and you're trying to get in range of each other or performing maneuvers that may put you out of range. And then, like I said, rolling dice to try to attack based on ship and skill level. So that's pretty fun. So I bought that one. And I've been looking at the Millennium Falcon and the Fire Spray Slave One also. But those are getting hard to find. But what I didn't realize on the game, they do, they really do. What I didn't realize on the game is that I bought version one and they discontinued it four years ago and they're on to version two. You probably see it in comic stores. It's got the black and red box and those ships are like $20 a piece. It's like $15 for one micro machine X-Wing. And I was like, I am not getting into that one. So I'll stick with the old version where I can kind of get some things on sale or on clearance, but they're really hard to find. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun game. I'm so Ryan, I was my... going to ask because I I don't game, but I know a little or this one thing about it. So you ended up you think you have the version one um, box of it that, if I recall, was sort of kind of went black and red in its color scheme, and where the version two of X Wings miniature was black and blue. You have the black well, and red. Well, it's almost like additions. There's one one point five, um, and then two. Two is the new one that does not tie in with ver- with edition one. You could bring edition one into version two with a, if you buy like a, a special conversion pack, which is just change in cards. And it, because edition two has more play styles, and edition one has a little bit less to do, which is fine by me because I want to keep the kids entertained without a big long game. Um, so edition one is gray with red lettering. Edition 1.5, which can be played with one, is like, darker gray but with blue lettering 
And then edition two is the black with red lettering. And that's the ones you'll see in the stores right now. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, finding ships is difficult. But uh, I just went out and bought an entire new edition 1.5 because each ship is like $14. And imagine like a micro machine. So I was like, man, this is crazy. But I can buy a whole another game. We called, it like, we called it physical DLC when we did our gaming episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, physical deal. That's exactly. And it was like fifteen or twenty-five or even forty dollars for a ship. And I'm like, but it's kind of neat because you can just place giant ships in the middle and fly around and try to defend them, type of thing. So I like it. It's only two players. I'm sure you can make house rules for more. You know, if you wanted to just have. Yeah, Boba Fett or Django Fett or any other type of ships that you can find fight everybody else. So I just went out and bought a whole nother game. It's exactly the same, except for it comes with three pieces, uh, two X-Wings and another fighter. But it's a, a blue X-Wing instead of a red. So in my head, I'm already like, OK, we have two X- X-Wings. We have red leader and blue leader. And then we have four TIE fighters that we can battle. So it's I'm having all these battles in my head already, but it seems fun. I'm excited to play it. Because um, there's a quick play, it's an original edition, but I said that so game is what I'm pretty excited. About. Essentially, if we ever do a meetup with all of us and like at celebration thing, we will not have between me and Ryan a shortage of Star Wars board games to play <laughs> or tabletop. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got Villainous. I'm sure we'll have Clone Wars, which is awesome. I can't that's wait for that Monopoly. one. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Monopolies. It'll be up all night at the hotel room. Right? I I think you're hard pressed anymore because it's been a good amount of time i even think pre i'm sure pre-covid or whatever but i've seen like those ships um uh, blown out of clearance whatever like a barnes and noble and this is definitely going to be a your mileage may vary type of thing or whatever um where they discounted some of them or because of that series because it was series one or series two i can't imagine i don't know that i'm even getting to pretend why they were discounting those ships or discounting the things that go into that game but i just remember picking them up because they were very cool they were different ships and and different iterations of slave one or the falcon or whatever and they were heavily discounted because they were clearing through them so you might find something like that, but uh, again, I think that's been such a long time since I've seen that sort of uh, thing that uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to find that in that type of store. But an an old comic shop or an old hobby shop or a comic shop or something like that might um, might still have an old stock or something of them. Remember how I got those old figures, the episode one ones that were like two bucks? I think they had some of the X Wing stuff there. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, if that, you see I, any of the gray the gray box. Uh, X-Wing, or like I said, even I think it's even blue and gray, eBay. or red and gray. Oh, believe me, I've been on eBay, I've been on Poshmark, <laughs> I've been on Facebook Marketplace, I've been all over the place trying to find ones that aren't, you know, because I don't want to pay $20 for one ship type of thing. And they're small ships, Anybody I mean, they're smaller than my... The cheap, hit up Ryan on, the, uh, on their Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you ain't playing them, I'm just getting into it, so... But yeah, it's fun. I'm excited to play a kind of like a, a 2D open space, go your own direction game with battling. So yeah, more board games. A, I went to a shop that, remember Ryan, I told you I had that shop by my house that had the D&D stuff. Like it had a bunch of X-Wing stuff too. But I think it was probably the new version. Yeah, I thought my comic store had it. It's a smaller comic store, but I'm glad they have it. But like I said, it's I am not going to get the second edition because I do not want to spend... 20 30 40 dollars for one ship just to expand the game so i'm like no i'll stick with the old so i'm glad it's the i'm glad it's the old version pretty much yes but games and books man i might have watched andor i don't know about that show (laughs) (laughs) ah excellent 
Okie dokie. And last but most certainly not least, we have Ron. Uh, greetings, everyone. Yeah, mine's been a quite a busy uh, since we last got together and thinking about it. Uh, a friend of mine invited me to a, a pinball um, show convention. I don't know what it was. There's something somewhat quasi-local. Haven't seen this friend in a long time. His father was into Anyway, went, went to that. And I'm going to post a couple pictures in the chat that there's a, a Mandalorian fancy pinball machine. It was very cool. Um, got to play some old Star Wars uh, pinball games or whatever. So that was kind of a, a neat little variance, uh, daily. And it was the one vendor, so there's a bunch of vendors. The thing you learn there, everybody collects anything, kind of thing, whatever. It was just surprised. I was a total noob, right? So never been to anything like this before or whatever. And just uh, the pinball pieces and parts and the boards. There's a lot that goes into pinball machines that have been collected over the years. Um, and one guy had manual. So I'm rifling through, just kind of killing time, trying to figure out till my friend texts me back. And um, I found a, a manual for a Star Wars pinball machine. So there weren't any prices. So I asked him, you know, how your manuals are, are priced. And he's like, ah, they're between five to 10 bucks. Well, I know this is going to be the $10 manual just because it's got Star Wars on it. But I go back and like rifle through. And then it's like, well, I found one I'm interested in. And I said, what's this one? He's like, oh, that's a 10, yeah, that's 10 bucks. I'm like, well, you have two of them. Can you take five? He's like, no, that one's complete. <laughs> so I couldn't really argue with him because it was out of my element and it was something unique to add to the collection. So that was a cool. Right, if you only knew how much time I spent on that episode one pinball game. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool addition. Yeah, uh, it definitely was episode one. It was very cool to see a Mandalorian one there. And I learned, again, total noob, the Mandalorian one. And in a lot of pinball machines, they have a, a pro edition and then a premier edition. And like the premier edition has a bunch of moving stuff inside of it. So the premier edition one had a, a baby Yoda in there who was you know, cooing and his ears are, uh, you know, um, moving, his eyes are blinking, his hands are doing the force moves and all that. The, the pro version or the base, the base model, if you will, it's just sort of a baby Yoda statue just there, which is cool too. If you don't know, there's one that moves, but had no idea that pinball games were kind of like cars where you had a base version, a GL version or an SL version and then an SLX or whatever you want to say that there's like three versions of pinball games to get you an entry level where the premier one has a fancy top and, and, and the sides graphics and all that. Um, the outrunning around hitting the stores, it's, um, I don't want to say the supply chain thing has been solved or is no longer an issue, but um, hit a number of targets uh, and the, the, the stocking of the shelves is, is definitely evident. And it seems like perhaps they've figured out or Hasbro's figured out um, like they're, they're shipping full cases of figures that the pegs weren't a random scattering of figures. The peg had seven or eight of the same figure on there. Um, I saw the, the Boba Fett. They weren't all Landos either. <laughs> yeah, that's what was interesting is like to see that Lando thing is like now you're seeing it with other figures, uh, Boba Fett and I uh, can't think of the other names. It's like, well, maybe that's how they're starting. They realize that and they're shipping shipping them that way. The first one I was at, I thought, well, maybe it was just an industrious um, toy stocking employee that said, oh, I'm going to put all these guys on this figure or on this peg, all these. But when I saw it at, at two other stores, I'm like, OK, that is not what's happening here. They're being shipped that way. And being sent out, you know, to the stores as 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 multipack. So yep, definitely um, stocking or gearing up for Christmas. 
or we're holding on to stocks so they'd have it for this Christmas time, or it's just making its way there. But th there's things to be had out there. Definitely benefited from being things being cleared out. The trick-or-treat stash has grown immensely as I was able to pick up a number of Antoc Merrick's, uh, Galen Urso's, Costco Reeves, a bunch of things that were on the clearance rack you know, for the 70% off. The robot so. from, uh, from uh, Kenobi. Yeah, he seems to be hard to find. He seems to might be Kenobi's de um, definitely getting restocked. I've seen a bunch of that out and about. And yeah, that uh, Ned B or whatever he is. is yep. Yeah, as it should be. So the kids, you know, can have this. But the, the droid definitely see the yellow droid. Is it Ned B or Ned B1? Anyway, he seems to be yeah. not short packed, but he seems to be there's just not as many of him out there. But right, those. Kenobi figure. It's a really odd time to be a collector. The Kenobi figures, you can find the exact same figures twice. You can find them in the vintage collection series and then the old school retro collection series. Um, it's, it's just weird to see them both out at the same time. But, And I'm sure it's like anything, your mileage may vary type of scenario, but definitely found a bunch of bunch of things out there. Um, yeah, I had to get the regular Kenobi and not the retro one because I like the way it looks. Ah, uh, well, a collector had to have both. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 those retro ones uh, definitely. I don't say they look weird, they but look uh, weird. they they they're going for that retro look of the original figure, so that they would look good if you had them. You know that you could have a big collection that way if you wanted to have them in line with all of them. Oh, I saw the Mando figure with the spider, which seems like he's really like that is a well behind the times because that was released. That episode and that Mando thing, you know, was a long, long time ago, but his figure's just now making it out. So, yeah, I um, just seen that in the store too, and I was like, "How have I not seen this before?" Yeah, so I've seen it did. in a comic shop or two that was like, you know, with a price premium. I'm like, "Oh, I missed that guy, boy." You know, how did he ever get it? And then I'm seeing it in the store. So, yeah, it's 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 a very tricky time to be a collector because yeah, of I the scatter like shot nature of like, things. On my floor right now that I haven't even opened because I've just been picking them up whenever I see them. <laughs> We haven't had time to, to play. Oh, and then I've posted another thing in the chat. Where this, the targets have um, some visions, statuettes or maquettes, or I don't know what to call them. Um, but there was one of the Ronin that I think will end up being very popular. Um, I think the twins were there. Did I take pictures of that for you, Ryan? I think the twins were there part as part of it. So, yeah, it's been a very busy, busy, busy uh, month or whatever the time has been in terms of my Star Wars. And there's been a lot to it. I'm looking forward to the trick-or-treat time because I picked up a lot of – while I was finding the Galen Ursos and the Merricks, and the Merrick's pretty cool. He's blue leader, so um, – he could, you know, I don't think anybody's gonna, kid's gonna be excited about uh, Galen Urso, although he is the guy that, you know, put the, put the, he's a pretty critical figure, but not anything you would, but I ended up finding a bunch of Mandos on sale, so I'm sure I'm gonna have my share of Mandos uh, dressed up coming across the trick or treat transom that I'll be excited to hook them with a, a Mando figure that they'll be excited about. It might be a, a, um, a female Mando, but still it's a Mando and the Mando getup, so you know, still should be excited for it. Oh, GameStop was another place that I hit. So GameStop has tends to have clearance uh, every once in a while, or a yellow sticker clearance that you can find things. But they've been doing a 50% off the clearance price, trying to blow stuff out or whatever, and hit, hit a couple of GameStops with much success and finding some great trick-or-treat fodder on the cheap in that well as well. So, yep, been a very busy, productive, uh, fun bit of Star Warsing this past month. You're making me um, yeah, and, and to like 
every GameStops trying to get deals. Yeah, so that that's definitely that is an amazing your mileage may vary scenario there. So I had some travel and ended up hitting a bunch of different ones. And some one was like a jackpot hit fig pins, found a bunch of fig pins uh, on clearance that were then half off that I didn't have in the collection and just figures and retro figures that were uh, discounted and being blown out and some of the gaming great six inch black series figures that were clearance and being blown and then other ones you'd go to and I couldn't find squat you know it just it, it, I guess it depends on if there's a Star Wars collector in the area or what they had in stock or however that works but yeah the game stops are, are very much a your mileage may vary scenario and I like that boba with the helmet removal and I got the retro one doesn't do that yep been a good time I like the pinball machines I have to say yeah yeah they're them. gorgeous you know got all, I wish I could hear the sounds the place we were in was very noisy yeah. I'd love to hear them in a quiet setting just because, you know, pinball machines, you know, they have all that sound effects and and, yeah. and just all that great stuff as you're hitting things and moving on to things. Um, I've got to find out. Have you ever won the lottery and I had a sort of like a, a man, a, a, a man's room, whatever it is, I would definitely have a pinball machine in there. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. the challenge there is right the space. I mean, obviously the challenge is the expense too, but the the, the mm-hmm. space, the space on those things, or the space you need for those things is substantial. I, I see all the lights one. in there. I wonder what the electric bill is like too. So I've just posted. Yeah, I need need some help. I've just posted a picture in the chat. It's going to be the last one that I posted. So on the side art of the machines, oh they have the characters. So if you can see what I've posted, I apologize for anybody listening, but we'll describe it. But it's got characters on it. And it's got, um, oh, now I'm going to draw That's a blank. That's down the bottom, uh, isn't it? Tag who is, right. Franchise. That's my question, Stephen, <laughs> is on who's on the bottom? One. Who is it? Yeah. He's the one that introduced them into, he's the one that got them the job for the prison break. Remember? Yeah, he had that satellite uh, yeah, almost where they had it. their central base. Into introduced or, or oh. it was like a mechanic place, whatever, wasn't it? It's the place that got blown up. When oh, they put he, the was the old, he was the old friend of Mando's yeah. ish and sent him with, he, put him Bill on the Bar. crew with Bill Maher and they would go to the prison and everything. He comes back and co- sort of double cross Mando. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea who that guy was. That's why I yeah, took I the picture because yeah, I didn't, 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 couldn't pull him to save my life. Everybody else I knew, you know, recognized obviously, but also from the dark. I forget what's on the other side. I think I have that one somewhere as well. But yeah, the graphics on the, on the pinball machines are it's always a really odd to put him on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah Ram- so Ram- 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 like, why is he on there? Hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, so this is what's on, on the side. Yeah, right. The side, they needed somebody else. So this is what's on the other side. And then, again, I'm posting some stuff in the chat. So sorry for anyone oh, that might be listening. Lady. Yeah, Frog, Frog Lady made it. Oh, right. Brilliant. And that's, this, these two speak to a bit of the difference in machines because I've posted another picture of it with the side art where it that's doesn't have that fancy of art. It's just a picture of a, of, of Mando walking. So there's who knew I had no clue. I you know, really don't know that I ever realized or thought about it or gave it much thought that the, the pinball world industry, you know, has, has, has different levels of machines like that. Side art is a big thing depending on where, you know, cause if it's, I guess if it's sitting next to other machines, you don't really care about all that, but if it's sitting out, where you can see it, you want the fancy, fancy stuff on the sides. Who knows? So did you did you ask for what the price was for these? Um, the fancy one I think was on the order of eight grand. I'm Tono of Beskar to get this. Um, I think I think the premiere was was eight. So yeah, they were there, and I don't know that I don't think that's shipped. 30, I think that's yeah, thirty two hundred was the other one. I think for, that's for, the 
Fred 200. Actually, that's not horrendous, is it? In the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's quite a lot, but uh, it's not horrendous. Yeah. Well, then I think I, I do have one, one last thing to share, if I can get these posted real quick. I saw these, and I think I did post these in, in the group or whatever, about oh, things you didn't know existed. And I think it was Ryan that said things you didn't know you needed, some some weird child uh, nightlights that were in a home improvement store. Lowe's had these had these weird Star Wars nightlight, Mandalorian Star Wars nightlights. I was just like, oh, I had no idea such a thing existed. <laughs> but makes sense. I kind of remember having something similar as a kid, maybe. So... Very cool. I had a Yoda nightlight as a kid. Yeah. He broke the ears off because he creeped us out. <laughs> <laughs> Were you allowed to play these, Rom? The uh, pinball games, yes. Yep. Yeah, right. The, the, the Star Wars one had a bit of a line. No, it was free. So part of your yeah. admission of getting in there, there was a free play area. There were some, there's vendors selling their wares. There are people that just bring them just so that people can play them. I don't know. I don't know about those. Um, um, there were some machines that just said not for sale, but were allowed to be played. Uh, there were a number of those old episode one ones that, you know, are in different shape. And then there were a bunch of pinball machines that I remember from back in the day, just Black Knight and Hurricane, just fun. Pimp, you know, it was surprising to see the kids there. Uh, parents are bringing kids, but surprising because, I mean, the the arcade is a lost art, right? The the time out in the mall is where I'd go to play video games back, back, back in the day and 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 play pinball machines and maybe a 7-Eleven or some convenience store would have a pinball machine but i think it's a bit of a lost art and i don't know the kids so it was neat to me at this thing to see the amount of kids that were there enjoying and having fun playing pinball again they're not pumping quarters into things so you know it's it's easy to let your kid play pinball when you can just hit the button a lot of them are play time now like you pay for like an hour of play and right. it's unlimited that's the, yeah, that's the, it seems to be the business model, which is great because that way you're right. You can play things, lose your three balls quick, and you don't feel like, well, geez, I just, now granted, we just wasted yep. a quarter and we didn't feel that bad about it. Now, when a pinball game is, you know, like a buck for a play and you lose the balls real quick, you're just like, oh my, that's, but yeah, it <laughs> yeah. definitely speaks to, speaks to, I'm getting old. Yeah, that, there, there's a fish and ships place that I go to and they have pinball machines in there. And every time we would stop in there, I'd, I'd uh, some quarters. <laughs> I love pinball machines. Those look awesome. Yeah, lots of fun. I mean, you, you can make it as if you're good, not if you're good at it, but you can make it last as long as you can make it last. Sometimes it's luck against you where a ball just goes right down the middle <laughs> between your flippers and you can't do a thing they, about they it. They even the side eye because it keeps tilting the table. <laughs> My hometown uh, has the Pacific Pinball Museum. I've, um, I haven't had a chance to go to it because that happened after I moved away, but... Um, I'd really love to check it out. Yeah, some of the stuff is gorgeous. I kind of figured they had the machines because I kept matching. You, you know, I figured the machines, it, it wouldn't be beyond the, to have a, a, a difficulty mode kind of thing or whatever because they seem to be in a very easy mode. They probably weren't super slanted, right? You have feet levelers on the bottom of it so you can make the playing field really, really slanted and that ball comes down fast or more sort of flat so the ball kind of floats around and then so they probably had them set up in a very easy mode and a easy configuration um because like i say i kept matching and getting free games which in a normal world was awesome to hear that click noise that telltale snap of a of a pinball machine when you've matched the last two numbers so for anybody that doesn't know um pinball was always great because at the end of your game it would do this sort of gambling type of thing rotating through the numbers and if the numbers came up matching the last two numbers of your score you would win a free game so that was always an exciting element of playing pinball um, and it would make this very loud sort of uh, mechanical snap of, of noise to let you know that you you know you got this free game 
invariably the story my friend and I told was you'd be out with your parents. They'd let you go play the pinball machine, you know, at the restaurant while you're waiting to order or waiting for your food. They'd give you a quarter or two to go play a video game. And invariably you would match and get a free game and your parents are yelling at you. Come on, get away from that thing. The food's coming and the food's here. And you're like, but I want a free game. You know, you didn't want to walk away from the machine. <laughs> so very, very good times. They've advanced since I last played. They didn't have those graphic things at the at the back when I last played the pinball yeah, machine. Yeah, that seems to be a big deal. The Mando yeah. game, um, you did that. You played. I don't even know what I did to get the ball stuck somewhere. And then it, I was playing some sort of game up on that screen. I had to hit the flipper buttons in order to fire at something or shoot at something or select something. Whatever. So yeah, that seems to be a part of the pinball gameplay these days. Is you play on the playing field, but if you get it in the right spot or do something, then you get like a mini game up on the graphic board mm -hmm. that's up on the up on the top glass and that's kind of fun right up until the i don't know what's going on i can't hear the sound at all so i don't mm -hmm. know that that mini game part of the deal is over and then the ball is released out of wherever it was back into the playing field and but my eyes aren't down there looking at that part because i was up watching the screen and you know miss the ball and have a good day. but it's still a whole lot of fun a bunch of more um, electronic um, pinball games than, than physical yeah. ones. I remember I used to play a lot of my Amiga pinball fantasies, I think it was called the game. Well, oh, the Star Wars one for the Nintendo Switch, I played that one all the time. You can Isn't play it? the Switch like sideways and it's actually, you can have it like a long screen. So it works that way. Oh, that's neat. Cool. Did it recognize if you sort of bumped it? Like, you know, yeah. could you yeah. tilt that? Could be, that could be cool on the Switch. Yeah, no, for I, got, sure. I got that one on the cheap. I think I got that for like 15 bucks like years back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It has a bunch of, it has all the different eras of Star Wars, you know. Oh, and so. for the pop fans, I noticed the one picture I put in there. Um, the GameStops had this huge, Oh, that thing had to be maybe a foot and a half, two foot tall Boba Fett box of a pop. But I think it was like a hundred bucks. I can't imagine. But everybody, you know, everybody loves Boba Fett. Um, but just this huge um, original looking painted distressed dented helmet Boba Fett uh, figure at, at, at the GameStops. I'm sure that was they I'm sure each GameStop maybe had one of those if they'd have two because that was just a huge thing on their shelf that was going to collect a lot of dust. I can't imagine who would have room for something like that. But there's that Boba Fett fan in town that just has to have that thing. They're going to be chasing it because it. I'm sure it looks cool if you if you like that stylized version that is the pops um, of your favorite figure. I just look at the back of that project that Star Wars projection thing. Uh, it's quite it's quite amusing. This it says risk of electrical shock. This is not a toy. This is not a toy. It says it twice, and is not intended for use by children. And it's next bullet point for adult use only. I mean they're really driven at home there on that one. It is a toy. I also noticed the warning. This product can ex I'm trying to read it can expense you chemicals including blah blah blah, which is known in the state of California to cause cancer. Is that only in California it's known to cause yeah. cancer? So yeah, that's that's definitely welcome to America packaging that we have to you know, <laughs> litigate and otherwise, you know, put every last warning in there is don't use this the wrong way. It gets to the whole kinder don't egg where California. we we're not allowed to have the Kinder Eggs because our kids are somehow idiots and we'll eat the thing with the candy in it and whatever. And then, yeah, California is all there. Sorry for anyone from California, but they're just a nutsy uh, uh, thing about, yeah, about <laughs> their <laughs> rules and regulations. Warning for, <laughs> yeah, that's what's for, called the Prop 65 warning. Those are mandatory on anything that has anything uh, that could potentially maybe cause cancer in 
in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, that's that's where that comes from. So isn't it safe to say just about anything you buy in California has that warning on it, right? Does anyone uh, use that and go, oh, I'm not buying this product. I need one that doesn't have that warning on it. <laughs> Who's, you know, I have never in my life <laughs> and and said, oh, hey, this is this might cause cancer, so I'm not going to get it. No, it never. nope, nope. This has that warning on it. Can't buy that. Not bringing that into my house. No way, no how. Yeah, that's no. what kills. I, that's what kills me about it. Who, who who does that? But me myself, I look at that and I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. Still gonna buy it. More of a CYA. Still gonna buy it. Still the, gonna bring the, it into yeah. my house. All right, it's the CYA one. So yeah, that's been a been a very uh, as evident by all the photos. There's plenty out there. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. But the it's been a very busy Star Wars month. No, I assume the chemicals they're talking about are plasticky chemicals, are they? Because yeah, lead, know. weed killer, and stuff like that was on there. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was a Prop 65 thing. Do they have a warning for when you exit the house? And what reminds you that the air you breathe might cause cancer? Oh, uh, we got to remember that you got to remember that like a lot of things that America says okay, the United Kingdom has banned in their food too. So yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. There's a lot of guys don't use that. It's okay with us because they don't care if they. I won't get into that. Never mind. But we just have things that are blocked in different countries. So I won't rant on that. Yeah, there's something about bleaching chicken. I think you guys bleach your chicken and stuff for yourself. We refuse to do that over here. I think well, that's more fun. Chemical. Corn syrup. Yeah. It's strange. Corn lobby here is huge. That that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could talk. We could have a whole podcast about that, but we won't because we're everybody falling asleep. Okay. So thanks very much, Ron. Uh, As always, finding the bargains for us. So uh, saving us a trip, uh, saving me the trip to the shops anyway. Although um, I don't get any freebies from Ron, but. do bear me mind in Christmas list, Rom. Um, okay, so we are on to the news. Uh, news in the land of Star Wars since. I was going to uh, say, speaking of farmers, Andor. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got there yet. No, not quite. Ryan has some news to tell us all uh, this week that Star Wars not first. Okay, that right. general prop no. 65 news coming at you <laughs> so <laughs> execute prop 65 there we go that's what i was going for yeah so okay so a couple star wars related news um harrison ford for the mcu fans has been cast as the new thunderbolt ross he's in star wars so it counts as star wars news which i thought was a huge announcement a, that i'm not ready for mustachioed harrison ford yeah, right. It's going to be really weird. And honestly, like, how long do they expect to have him in the role? Because, I mean, oh, let's be honest, he's getting up there. So, but I was quite surprised by that. Rather than, yeah, I, and he was hurting there. He, like, broke his rib or shoulder or something. Wouldn't, I don't know that character at all. Never heard of him before in my life. I'd lose a bet if you if I had to say whether or not he exactly was. Could they be using? Yeah, could they be using him as a you know that something that they introduce the character, but he also goes away in that in that first movie type of thing. You know, to have him and have an expendable character. Well, the movie's named after. He kind of appears. He's kind of appearing here, here and there in the MCU type of thing. So, um, but he is almost like a villain to the Hulk. Not really a villain, but. Bruce Banner dated Thunderbolt Ross's daughter. 
and then he turns into the Hulk. And Thunderbolt Ross is always like, he's a menace to society. He's pretty much the J. Jonah Jameson for the Hulk type of thing, or the Lex Luthor to the Hulk. He just hates it because he yeah, and he's a big general and stuff like that. So uh, at times he's been good too. So I won't get into all the MCU talk and uh, the possibility of Red Hulk having Harrison Ford's face, but I thought that was still very interesting that they cast him in there. And it's going to be interesting to see him really embrace himself as a gruff old uh, <laughs> gruff old man that's always in a bad mood. So oh, so you're saying it's be not much of a stretch for Harrison. The role yeah, no. he's just, <laughs> okay. He's gonna be a grumpy guy. <laughs> let's go. Let's go get this all. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. Uh, the rest of the news just kind of seemed to be uh, High Republic related. They pushed back the comic, which I've been aching for, Blade of Bardota. They pushed it back to December 28th, which is becoming very difficult to track. Um, upcoming. So you know after. After people listen to this podcast, they can plan what's coming up before the next one. Tales of the Jedi, so far, releases on October 26th, unless they push that back again. But that's coming very soon at the end of this month. So we can all talk about Tales of the Jedi. Um, The High Republic Path of Deceit has obviously released. The comic Quest of the Jedi uh, drops this month. And I believe it was also the end of October. And then Quest for the Hidden City, which is the middle grade book, drops, I believe, November 2nd. So a lot of High Republic coming here in the next month to play catch up on, including a Visions one shot comic that dropped featuring a prequel for the Ronin, which I enjoyed. And then they kicked off the High Republic main series on Marvel. So I guess a lot of comics and books coming out, um, some shows right around the corner. So it's again the golden era of star Wars is what I always call it. So it's good looking really good for the next coming months. Yeah. The drought is over. <laughs> it's, um, it's not drowning. Yeah. And for, for, those listening, for those listening in the UK who want to get their hands on path of deceit, they would notice that uh, if you want to buy the book, you'll still be waiting a couple more weeks. It's not actually scheduled for release over here yet as a physical um, copy, but you can get it on audible right now. So um, that's what I did. Um, that helped me get past my decision. I've been debating for ages. Do I get physical media? Do I get uh, audible? Do I get electronic media for this book? Didn't have a choice this time around. There, there are some strange release. That most of the time, everything is released roughly the same date um, between the UK and the US and the higher public has been. But sometimes you get like this. You've got wait a bit longer longer if you want the, the physical media as opposed to the uh um, the audio the and sometimes book, we but yeah the we had the out there i'm just like i'm just going to listen to it but like you were saying like that it was very monotone the audio it it is because i've been like literally trying to do it in the car it. And then I, I, now, I, like, I didn't like it i didn't like it compared to it's not a full it's not a full um song and uh bows and whistle, uh, bows and whistle song and dancing sort of um yeah um audible like i was used to with the big the big ones the big books um but i've got used to it now i I was like oh this feels like a a poor man's cousin audible but um no i've got used to it now in terms of the production quality obviously in terms of the actual story it's it's this is pushing it's going to push quite close i think for one of my top three um the high republic books so far i think i'm only like on chapter seven but i'm really excited for it 
Mm, there it is absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't say anything else. I was going to um, can't say anything else because, but hopefully next this time next month we will be able to um, talk about it because by that time the other book would have dropped. Which I don't know what the release date hours is. Hours the audiobook, Stephen, or was it seven? Seven or eleven? Sorry. How long is that audiobook? How long is the audiobook? Eight eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours in a yeah, eight and a half hours. Yeah. Usual, usual young adult length. It's usually like eight to ten yeah. hours. It seems yeah. like the big books are like seventeen hours or something like that, and usually around about uh, eight hours. Yeah, and I think um, so search for the hidden temple, hidden city is the is the next one coming near the end of the month. Republic. I think that's Quest, Quest of the Jedi. The comic book comes out this week. Quest of the hidden. There's a lot of quest. Quest of the hidden city is November first. Right. Yes. I think that's junior, isn't it? That's a uh, that's middle grade. Junior. Yeah. 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 But still, it's. Uh, oh. I got confused because I watched the the High Republic uh, yeah. show when they're having that uh, round the table stuff, talking and stuff. I don't think they reveal anything that is too spoilery. So I think. From memory, you could watch that and not um, be too spoiled. But they they talked about that that book you just said um, as if it was already out, and I thought, I'm sure it's not. I quickly looked yeah, online. I quickly, I quickly buy it. I quickly buy it, but it's not out yet. Um, so I don't know why they said the way they were talking about it. They say, oh, it's, it's out yeah, now. I didn't any of the character reveal things yet because I don't. I'm well, my book. Yeah, I did. I did watch that uh, the roundtable, Stephen, and I noticed that too. They're like, "Well, Path of the Seed is out, and Quest for the Hidden City." I'm like, "Wait, what? No, it's not." Like, so again, wrong. Yeah, they're writing years ahead, so I'm sure they're they get confused by it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely coming up soon. Oh, I, Couple, I do have two more weeks news too. Uh, that kind of just reminded me of um, it's, it's Star Wars Reads Month because it's October, so um, they they always issue the uh, activity packet on the StarWars.com website. Um, and it did have, it usually has like mazes and puzzles and some coloring pages, tons of coloring pages on there this year. And it had a bunch of High Republic uh, pages. So they had a, you can color the Blade of Bardada, you can color Vern, you can color all these other characters. So they had an Elzar Man. Yeah, there's there's uh, tons of cool High Republic. I'm glad they tied in uh, High Republic and Visions into the uh, packet this year. So, so if uh, you get a chance to StarWars.com and go download it and pick up some. Star Wars books and have your kids read for Star Wars Reads Month. So every October, they they've, every year. So. They've definitely ramped up um, the spotlight on the High Republic for this uh, uh, phase with you know more um, anim- animations. When they mind you, they started off the first one with lots of animations, and it went a bit um, hickety pickety um, doing the phase. But they started off quite nicely with the uh, animations all over the place and uh, and and images of uh, characters, which is always very helpful for us, especially for me, um, knowing what people look like, because sometimes I've gone through some of these books and uh, I have no idea what the person looks like. Yeah, that's kind, kind of, of the hard thing with the coloring pages for the High Republic, because I don't know what they look like. <laughs> like yeah, they passed me by, but I, I've made a point where I, I actually, I've got into like two or three chapters into this one, and I thought, hang on a minute, there's, there's some character pictures out for this for this book, I'm going to have a good look at them, so I know and I think it helps you identify a lot more with them. But the people coming on, you feel like you already kind of know them a bit um, once you've seen that, once you've seen the, um, their image first. Um, I know there's some already on the front cover, but having the audible, that's not quite in your face as much. Um, 
Uh, and then I didn't actually realise until now. I, I'm, I think I'm on chapter. I'm not sure. Been about fifteen or something like that. Um, oh, I thought you're. Uh, I'm, sorry. I thought you were finished. Path of Deceit. No, 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 no. I'm about f- chapter fifteen. Went about. Uh, but I didn't realise that the uh, the front cover was, <laughs> you could say, two of the main um, characters or the ones on the front, who they were on the front. It never yeah. occurred to me who they were on the front, uh, as I never took much notice uh, on the front cover and stuff. So um, now I know. And uh, yeah, it's really, I'd say, really good book. And, and uh, I think uh, it's going to be uh, right up there by the time we, um, we get done. But uh, we shall see. Uh, it's very very intriguing but hopefully we can talk about it next month because there is a lot to um there is a lot to unpick from that um book oh and i just got breaking news from mm. my wife she just bought me the millennium falcon x-wing for, for the game that i got she just texted me she's like you want this i'm like yeah i want it so <laughs> breaking news the game is expanding still nice yeah. well done wow fantastic uh, you heard it here folks <laughs> not exclusive to the podcast yeah, okay. right now right now so uh okay onwards and upwards and it's time to uh move on to andor which i believe uh some of us have been watching <clears throat> um and uh, last time in the last episode of the podcast we talked about the first three episodes of um anders uh, and so we've had another another free since then, and uh, I'm leaving it to uh, Ryan to more articulately um, um, summarise the last three episodes, and then we shall have an all-round-the-table discussion on them. Take it away, Ryan. Okay, starting with episode four called Aldani, so which is the planet they go to. So Luthen Rail takes Cassie into the planet Aldani, asking him to join a sabotage mission there to provide backup. Cassian is reluctant, but eventually agrees. Rail asks him to use a pseudonym among the rebels, and Cassian chooses, uh, as Ron puts it, a very American name, Clem. So he chooses Clem. We could touch on that later. So Vel, the rebel group's leader, introduces him to the rest of the group, but keeps Rail's involvement a secret. They explain to Cassian that they are planning on stealing the payroll of the Imperial garrison from a key imperial supply hub taking advantage of a rare natural phenomenon in aldani's sky to escape since the getaway vehicle is slow meanwhile on coruscant rail posing as an antiques dealer meets with senator mon mothma and they discuss challenges in keeping their opposition to the empire hidden karn goes to live with his mother <laughs> which is great after being castigated and fired the imperial security bureau lieutenant dedra miro seeks access and authority over the Ferex incident, if you remember her, the security lady all dressed in white, but is faced with opposition from her colleagues and superiors. And that was episode four. Wig talk. And wherever we oh. want to touch base. <laughs> Luthen puts on a puts on a nice wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wig talk. Wig talk. So I find I thought and I didn't realize it till later, but the name Clem was apparently the guy that rescued him with uh that his mother lady right oh. I, I believe his name is clem so that's yeah, why he called marva. himself that. marva yeah that was her name thank you do we do we he, do we hear that or somebody picked that up in somehow because i've heard that same thing ryan but i don't know that we ever heard his name mentioned Maybe in a previous episode that, on that episode where he shows up on the ship 
Yeah, anyway, I no, I'll, I'll cooperate. I've heard that same sort of thing that, yeah, it, it was the the dad figure, right? Whoever was with Marvel when they found him on the ship name that he, he, he picked. Did you guys catch the uh, solo tie-in on this episode? Where, Which uh, one? Luthen is talking to Cassian about Mimbam. Uh, oh, yes. Pitted them against each other. So was he there when Han was there? When they were having that battle against the locals? Wondering? They both enlisted. Uh, I don't know I where the timeline is. Yeah, I think the fight on Mimbam took a very long time. And if you recall, Luthen kind of called him out and said, "Well, you weren't there for six months, and you weren't on the ground. You were there as a cook, and you ra- and you ran to save yourself or whatever." Yeah. So, it's a tie, but it's 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 a tie only. Although he did say one thing that I thought was interesting. He says, "You're right about one thing. They did have you fighting yourselves." Jealous, yeah. Yeah, what was what's uh, I'd be curious the EU aspect of of what's that about? Supposedly, um, there was like a kind of a rebellion on Mimbat because like the I guess everyone kept trying to strip mine mine it since the Clone Wars, so the Separatists were there, and then um, when the Empire switched over, the Repu- you know the Stormtroopers obviously or the Clone Troopers obviously stay there. Um, I guess they tried taking out the local Mimban population, and so they had some kind of little rebellion, and so I guess they. They kind of did like a, you know, General Crow kind of thing where they uh, had you know two sides fighting against each other. They didn't know who was who. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of like what happened. So that's how they got rid of the uh, the rebel threat there with the locals. Well, I don't know if Cassian was part of that or if they just had the troopers shooting each other or what was going on. But uh, obviously, in Solo, a lot of people died. So, it was, yeah, I don't know how. Long yeah, I don't know if Bim Ban is covered in um. Like Clone Wars or Rebels at all, or is it just no, no, no? no. It's still open to be discovered. Our first foray into it is Solo, but I kind of remember when Solo came out, people were the EU fans or whatever were talking about it yeah. was it, it was a it had been a thing or established. Splinter in the Mind's uh, Eye was somewhere. Oh yeah, maybe it was yeah. that old, right? Yeah. Uh, so it was a neat tie-in at that point, and then yeah, Andor's just sort of helped to uh, add some more to it. So what about, did you guys see the breakdown videos for uh, the Antiquity Place? All the stuff that they discussed in there. I did see some Mando armor in there. Yeah, I've seen some, but uh, oh, do, we, do we have a list of what's... There was the, the panel that um, Ahsoka yeah, um, has <laughs> in the uh, Rebels. There was some Gungan shield thing, wasn't there? Ooh, I think. Yeah. It's like, the way that people pause and break down like every background image yeah. is just so it's so fun the people who set up these areas are like let's put like i said a gungan shield like let's put that in the background maybe some holocrons beskar um star killer armor from the force unleashed game like it just went crazy so i gotta appreciate the time that they put in that just for fans to pause this one screenshot and look around for like an hour so it was really good i've seen posts about indiana jones the stones in the oh, um, yeah uh, yeah, in there, right? Yeah, his there. whip and his boot and boots are in carbonite type of thing. It's like, oh, it's so clever. But yeah, I yeah. like I like his antiquity because then he can have all this old stuff and kind of trade it back and forth type of thing. So Luthen Rail is is so interesting, and Skarsgård is just crushing it in every scene. Yeah, for sure. Do we, do we reckon as a prediction? Do we reckon he's going to last to the end of the season? I almost see him with a red T-shirt on. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't see him lasting personally, but uh, I thought he was going to get it at the end of the last episode, but we'll get to that later. 
it's a good point, Stephen, where you say, because remember in the earlier episodes, Mon says, if we're discovered, I'm at most risk. So there could be a point where they're almost yeah. discovered and he just takes the blame to save her because, you know, like Bale, her may be more important than him. That's what I'm just getting ready to ask is right. If you think if you think he's not long for the series, is it because he you know, dies fighting or he dies um, sacrificially in some sense? And I would agree yeah. that if he if he does go, it would be in that sense in order to save the bigger cause to, uh, type of thing, whatever, because he definitely seems to be a very big picture, a very big, big cause, much like Mon Mothma's uh, role in all of this, that it's it's very well written in their intrigue and they're uh, having you on the edge of your seat in in their yeah. scenes and how this is playing out and some of the some of the risks that they are taking and and are being uh, subjected to that uh, i find that part of the show and the story that we're seeing unfold so far um uh, very enjoyable very very much enjoyable you that got, part you gotta of remember it. love the scenes they can't win like so you know they have to have lots of losses because their first victory basically was yavin so and Scarif, I guess. I, I've thought of that too, but that can be spun on its head. That can be from a certain point of view. That can be from a, um, what what is it? From a secret, have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire and the empire. Or, I anyway, there's semantics. Yeah, there's semantics that. that but they're going to lose people along the way, like tons of people. So, and like, yeah, they still got to bring Bell into the picture and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think he's a goner. I think he's his time is ticking. Nothing will we'll we'll see. him except the wig. <laughs> just spinning in the air was this the episode where we, i forget what's what but i found that a fun twist too that we you know we thought this luthan character was a was a but to see him sort of put on the rings and the wig and and the persona and the affectations and just doing all that so, so that he, he could be in that role i was a was a clever character twist as well i got very joker feels where you just see the character transform and yeah. just put this like the fake smile, the hand movement, and then, mm. you know, it all goes away. And then it all comes, it's like, oh, so brilliant, just the way that character is written. Is this the one where he just really, the duality. He gives him that, like you say, Skarsgård nailing it. This one? Say again, Ricky. Is this the one where he gives him that kyber crystal? That's... It must be, because I think he left. Yeah, yeah, he left. yeah, that's where he left. So, yeah, that's where he first gives him the, the kyber crystal. So is that actual kyber? Is that like a, he called, they called it something else? They called it something kyber. Star, yeah, it was a, it was a something sky kyber. kyber. Yeah, sky kyber. They didn't call it a kyber crystal. Because uh, yeah, it had blue in it, you know. Because yeah. usually kyber is colorless now. Yeah. Well, it was so kind of right. One one half of yeah, it had blue in it, right? I kind of like one half was clear white, and the the other part was blue. But we do know that there's different kinds of crystals from the um. God, what book covered that? Was that uh? Is that Brotherhood? No. What about him? Yeah. You're right. It was right. The one with the no, the one with Obi Wan and I mean, it was Master and Republic, Master and um, Apprentice. They had like oh, where they had the orange crystals and stuff. Yeah, yeah oh, Master yeah. Apprentice. And they could try to use them as a lightsaber, but they wouldn't really work the same way. So maybe that this thing has some kind of weird property to it. I mean, it could be what powers a dark saber. Who knows? Yeah. They needed it from a storytelling point of view, but yeah, how does Luthen know all about Andor? You know. I guess he he would need to because he he is he's built his crew with Val and everybody else. He needs to build a crew of people that he does know their backgrounds and yeah, is very thorough. Right, is is needs to build a crew of people he can trust because um, yeah, that speaks to the how is he trying to pick up Andor and and catch up with him because he said he wasn't there for the Starpath unit. He was there for him because he knows what. How does he know that from Bix and all that sort of stuff? But yeah, very thorough is probably the 
probably the answer to that because he's got to find people that are going to be loyal to the cause or, or, or not so much loyal, but be invested in the cause in such a, such a, such a way. Yeah. Find some true and I, I want to see more of the crystal. Like there's so much more, like even that line from the beginning where he's like, what was that? When they blasted off into hyperspace, I want to know more about that line because they wouldn't bring that up if there wasn't a reason type of thing. So it's, there's still so many unanswered, like small little quirk questions that I want to know more about. You're talking so, about when Andor and Luthen are on the ship and they, and they, and they jump to hyperspace and he says, how, yeah. how, what's powering this? And he falls backwards. Yeah. They have to explore that again because otherwise it's like, why even bring it up? You know, why show this Kyber crystal if they're not going to explore it again? Like there's so many callbacks that I still want to see that I'm just a hundred percent invested in this. So, oh, I guess people, we can I don't think that's what you're going on, but I have seen people take issue about him being shocked at the hyperspace. And I was like, I don't think that's what I did. That's not what I took out of that scene. I took him asking the question, how, you know, what's powering this ship? I've flown them before and they didn't, you know, they, mm. they couldn't go that fast basically or whatever. So that's, I didn't take it. He was surprised at the hyperspace. I took it as him questioning the, Hey, what's going wasn't on? It, what's powering this yeah. ship? Because wasn't it ones I've flown the, couldn't do it before. Wasn't it a point where they said like, I, I don't know if it's new hope or what, but where like the Falcon was a small ship to have a hyperdrive or something like that. So maybe he's well, even X-wings you, know, you, might, you might be thinking of the oh that no ship that small has a cloaking device it's oh, one, 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 one yeah. of the few lines that doesn't do it shouldn't have been in Star Wars but <laughs> the Clone Wars did well to sort of uh, squash that uh, maybe he's that just never had any ships that like flown in a hyper I mean look at Ray never I mean Ray went to space and she didn't remember what well that's what they were trying to argue about him he he was with Marva and you know they had to have jumped he had to have seen it before he couldn't have been shocked by it but I don't that's not my takeaway from the scene I don't think he's talk, shocked by the jumping to hyperspace he's shocked by that sh particular ship's ability to what's yeah powering. it sounds like it's it's some kind of like heavy bulky thing that that shouldn't go that fast maybe yeah. Well, we touched we touched on it on the last episode. I don't want to get back into into it again. It's just it is with Karn living with his mother. I wanted to touch on Karn too. Just yes. the beaten down and taken from the top spires down to the depths of Coruscant, and his mother always wanting more from him. And you know, sit up straight. And I'm like, oh, this is. And he still hates i know we discussed it earlier where he might turn good someone mentioned he might turn good and i was adamant i'm like no he's mad at him and he's still staring at that picture of cassie and like oh my mother's a total jerk because of cassie he's probably blaming everything on cassie and i, I just want to see more of this disheveled man get his revenge really see i it's thought an interesting story a potential story beat could be where he turns um rebel if you will so to speak because he's so mad at the what the empire did to his corporate sector job right he was an empire and got and demoted and sent you know and had to go home and live with his mom he was corporate sector that was doing his job perfectly if you will because he was investigating the death of two other you know everything he did was right but in the empire's mind it's like you made a mess of this you know we're coming i could see him being mad at the empire joining the rebels 
getting into a big gig and then meeting up with Andor and going, holy crap, you're the guy, you're the reason I'm here and my life turned, you know, and then he has to make a decision. Does he still want to fight with the rebellious cause or does he want to get that revenge on Andor? I, I kind of saw that as a, as a potential uh, story. I don't think he blames the Empire, though, because it was the, you know, that whatever firm that he worked for that I can't remember the name of, they, it was their incompetence. And then the Empire's like, you're all fired because you're all idiots, and now we're taking control. So I wouldn't blame the Empire. It was like yeah, did his boss. He's like, I told you. Well, yeah, yeah for sure. Don't don't bring your... The, what, what's he say in that first episode or second episode? Yeah, the purpose of that speech, should you ever be called upon it, is brevity. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah. don't want to draw any attention to, to, yeah, to the Empire. You don't just draw don't, any uh, attention to the sweet gig because yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah, right? you know, it could all be over in an instant. And he does. He draws yep. all the attention and yeah, all right? the eyes. <laughs> so, should we move on to the next one then so we could get to the last episode? How, how does that yep, one end? of course. Okay. How's that episode end? Um, I think it just episode... ends with him eating cereal, doesn't it? Yeah, it's him looking at the picture. Sorry. It's one of those weird cutoffs where it's just like, it ends. <laughs> it just oh, yeah. ends in the middle of things. Yeah, him looking at Cassian. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, Cassian. So, <laughs> like having right. a crush on Cassian. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I hate So, crush. all right. Episode five, which may be the best title when compared to what's said in the movie, The Axe Forgets. So, on, on Aldani... Clem hides his past from his fellow rebels and receives distrust from most of them, particularly Arvel's scheme. Terramen Barcona trains Cassian and the other rebels for the planned heist. While traveling to Aldani Imperial Garrison, Cassian reveals that he is a mercenary. Bail decides to continue with the mission and hold off on dealing with Clem's past until they achieved their objectives. Later, as part of the heist plan, Vel and Cinta split off from the team, leaving Terramin to lead the others. Meanwhile, the Imperial officers and the rebel double agent, Lieutenant Gorn, not to be confused with Star Trek, covertly aids on the rebels. On Coruscant, Edie Karn emasculates her son, Cyril, some more, as he explores new career prospects. Mon Mothma establishes a new charitable foundation, while managing increasingly tense relations with her husband and daughter, oh, which I freaking loved. Elsewhere, ISB supervisor Blevin acquire a hotel as the new ISB headquarters on Ferrix. Meanwhile, his rival Miro, a lot of names here, and her assistant Hurt reach the conclusion that rebels are conducting a series of coordinated heists of Imperial weapons and technology. Rail anxiously waits for a transmission from Cassian's rebel team. So another weird just ends. And this one is the one that kind of explored the security barrel, you know, the people all in white and how they're jockeying for information type of thing. And this one had them, uh, I think it happened in the last episode, but when they were looking through all the Cassian stuff and then they did it again this episode, they're trying to figure out what his deal was. Yeah, so it's definitely showing kind of the the infighting in the empire where she believes something is going on. I again, I can't remember her name. There's so many, but where the female one believes there's so much going on. And then the male one is like, no, 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 I'll take care of it. But us as viewers is like, no, she's right. You know, there is something going on. All these random attacks aren't random. They're planned to look random type of thing. And everyone's blowing her off type of thing. And so she's going, this, is, this is too random to actually be random. 
Yeah. I, so I was I like kind of intrigued by that. Security. Doesn't she have the good line of the, if that's how, you know, if, if I were going to do it, that's how I would do it. You know, that she's thinking like the rebel, so to speak, and, and not being what Cassian describes in what episode one, not being arrogant and so full of themselves and thinking nothing stinks type of thing, whatever, that she's she's looking at all of these sort of small little pieces and, and seeing a seeing a, a potential bigger picture that the heist should probably then also help to feed into in a big, big way. As usual, the woman is right, and the guys are just blowing her off. Ah, ah, ah. That's how I yeah. look at it. Pretty, that's pretty how much. Yeah. Love it, Marie. Love my it. wife, my uh, wife was like, "So you're telling me the Empire would have stopped everything if they just listened to her?" And I was like, eh, "Maybe." I the guess one woman <laughs> who's making all that noise, saying, "This is wrong. This is too random to be random. If this was how it was going to go down, this is how I do it." Listen to me, it's happening, and all these guys are like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, little lady." Whatever, lady. You no. you have two sectors. I have six. We're not going to listen to you. So yeah. Yeah no. <laughs> so and then um, what else was there? There was uh, that little guy had his manifesto. He was reading. And what's his, the the guy that ends up or looking through his stuff? Whatever had all the tattoos. Do we know anything about the tattoos that the that Andor record? That Andor recognized, oh, is that what they are? Yeah, they're prison tattoos. That's why he was okay. talking about, like, oh, you spent time in Juviac, and I see the the markings that you got. He's like, you were looking at my markings, too. Like, I spent time in this place. I was here. So, he's so you think, they're, off all this think they equate to, like, a prison tat. Okay. Oh, and I think this is the one. Oh, and then Skeen says, and this is about the title, which is just amazing when it comes to building a rebellion. It's like the axe forgets, but the tree never does. I was like, oh, my God, that totally just almost stopped my heart type of thing because it's such a great Analogy, phrase. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Beautiful. Destroys, oh, strips these worlds and then they just move on. It's one, you know, as in the real world, it's one crazy thing after the other and they move on to nothing. But then all these people are like, we haven't forgotten what you've done. You know, you know, just because right. you've gone to another disaster and whatever it may be, doesn't mean that we've forgotten. And I was like, oh, it's so many real world tie-ins that I just can, love with this show. Everything major, like the whole Order Six, they can spin all that and say it's the Jedi, but you still are gonna have people on the ground that know what happened. You know, and no matter how much they try to like spin it or cover it up, they're still gonna have people that in the galaxy that you know, like, no, I knew Jedi, I knew. You know, everything was better before the Empire took over. You know, so you're gonna have those feed the descent in people. Yeah. It's good. I like how they it, put, you know, these it seems like everyone in this group is like from somewhere else, you know, somewhere different. You know, no two are alike. They all have different ideals, but they're all kind of a little mini alliance of, you know, people from different systems and uh Luthan like put them all together for a purpose. So is he kind this, of dead at them, but maybe not all of them. <laughs> This was the Mon Mothma episode with their daughter, because this is the one that had the, um, is this really how you'd like to start your day? Or, you know, is this really the conversation that you'd like to start your day with? And, and the teenage daughter with the perfect snark was like, I didn't choose this conversation. Brad yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with having teenage daughters. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Know that. And then she's looking at the husband like, appreciate your support. It's like, yeah, no, that was that was a very, well, he was a while, while not some people, you know, or. I don't want to say they complained about that particular, but not Star Warsy type of stuff or whatever, but close to real world. But I enjoyed it as part of the episode, as part of the story that we're seeing, as part of the characters, 
um, just uh, not motivations, but part of the character's life and 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 character building to see that that was part of what Mon Mothma was also having to deal with, as well as uh, leading a rebellion or being at at at, at the tip of a rebellion. Because I don't know that she's leading it just yet per se, but yeah, yeah I, I appreciated that anymore. character. <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoyed that character development uh, scene uh, to some extent, and anytime she's in her car or her ship, that thing is just a piece of gorgeousness. I love that ship. Yeah, so I loved their relationship and how like they're pretty much at it. It's her, like you said, having to hide who she is. It's almost like they're being part of a relationship where people have two different political ideals. Where he's like. He wants to be with all these rich people. And he's like, oh, yeah, they committed all these disasters, but it's no big deal. And she's like, you you don't forget really about this stuff and how they just hate pretty much just hate each other. And they just put on this face for the TV. And the husband is pretty much making the daughter choose sides type of thing. And it's tearing her apart. But she's got to worry about this government that is oppressing everybody. It's like, oh, man, it's so good. Like the way that they're splitting everybody up like that, make them well, choose the husband between. Doesn't know what she's actually doing. He thinks that she's just spending time in her political realm and doing these organizations. He doesn't know that she's trying to like help everyone, you know. So that that's yeah. an added piece of tension there. And he's just lazy about it because he's successful. He you know lives high in the sky type thing. So yeah, it's seeing the family aspect is so grounded and so realistic. I'm sure we all have family members that argue about one political ideal or the other. So it's so great to see it represented so well on the screen. This is what, this is where they were plan- making the plan or whatever. And they're like, well, how would you calculate the weight of the ship? And he's like, well, you do it X, Y, or Z, whatever he says. With it. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah. How are you guys going to fly the ship? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, like, what were you going to do if I wasn't here? Know. That was uh, I thought that was yeah. a very interesting development because right, but it does get I guess it does go back to the plan did have more people or whatever. Um, uh, Luthen does say you either take him or call it off. Like like he recognizes you needed some they yeah, needed yeah. some element in order to, to to try to have some success of this or whatever and found this guy or knew he was a pilot and and all that sort of stuff. But it just it was a very interesting part of the <laughs> wait you guys don't know how yeah, to fly the ship. That. It gave him leverage among the group, and then it made him like, see, like you guys need me. I'm important. Like I'm not just some mercenary who doesn't care. Like if it wasn't for me, me, you guys wouldn't even be able to execute this job. You know. But I, I like that they uh, kind of gave him a little smug moment. They're like, you guys don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You guys seriously don't know what you're doing here. Like so, he's probably done more stuff on his own. They have, you know, since uh, Luthen put them out there. So more yeah, and yeah, and collectively. There's... Right, and there's no reason to think. I mean, we know he's joining a band of people that already have a plan, but there's no reason to think they're all perfect or specialist in their job, or you know, yeah. great at whatever they're supposed to be there for. They're just are are part of the cause. You know, they have yeah, commitment to the believe. cause, who believe in whatever they need to do, so they're going to do it. But right, he has that experience, has that knowledge that why he's a then a he two hundred thousand credit valuable. Walk away. <laughs> don't you know? Thirty thousand. Don't make me the reason you're quitting. Like, I thought it was two hundred, and I thought the crystal was a uh, was a thirty thousand down payment. Oh, the crystal was thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I think he, I thought he was getting paid two hundred, um, and and the crystal was some sort of pay, down payment on it. But I thought the crystal was fifty. Let's say, say they're all there for <laughs> for you know just to help the rebellion. The, some of them have their own uh, personal interest in the next episode. So, but I I believe. This is the episode where it uh, 
where the TIE fighter flew over them while training. I, I believe it was this one. Hide the guns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, buzzed yeah. them, right? It, it did the low buzz. It did the, um, yeah. and the top, top gun know, tower buzz. I know it's been mentioned a few times. Uh, online in discussions where it's like, uh, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Come at me. Anyway, but like, I believe I realized it today that it's like they're keeping the Empire out of it because they don't want to see how crushing it is. So they drop in these nuggets in and it adds so much more feeling because like you said, you just know, you know, the Empire's there, but you don't see him. So here's this TIE fighter that one single TIE fighter flies overhead and everyone runs and hides and you hear that noise, you know, that screaming where it's like, like over everybody. And they just run in fear. And it's like, that's what the empire does. You know, we don't see it in new hope type of thing. You know, you see it in rogue one, um, but you see the small person, what one tie fighter can do to a, a whole group of features. And he's just probably screwing around. Like I'm going to buzz these idiots, these backwater people. And it's, it caused so much fear in the people. And that's what the, and I feel like we're going to start seeing the empire appear more and more, become more oppressive where everyone's surrounded and you can't breathe and type of stuff. So it's to see these little nuggets start to build. Uh, it's great. This director's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. I just find it off of like, that was- like, you know, from all the Star Wars stuff that like you always see troopers, you always see people on helmets. There's like 40 different variations of stormtroopers and you don't see one on any of these planets. That's the only thing like that's kind of weird. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, well, start well not on. yet. I think I think we're I think you're everyone that goes on about that. You're ahead of the game. We're, we're going to get there soon enough or that's going to be yes. part of the equation soon enough. But at, at, at this point, the planets don't need garrisons of troopers to keep everything in line because they've been falling in line or they've been um agreeable to the oppressive thumb that has been the empire to some extent but once they start pushing back and getting a little rebellious or whatever then it's the all right well we'll leave a garrison here to or two or you know whatever needs to happen to enforce um things and then become maybe they have the guys that walk around like maybe they switch into stormtroopers because to see the previews and to watch the trailers or whatever, there's, there's stormtroopers are coming soon enough. You know, it, 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 it's going to be a part of the show uh, soon enough. It's building like anticipation. Yeah, right. It, oh. it, it's um, you don't know it's happening until it's actually happening. You know, the where the heat so is, it's is too late going up and up and up until it up. actually happens and the water starts boiling. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, they're not, they're not very good at their their cover story of being farmers because they have like no supplies out there. <laughs> if they ever do get stopped by the, well, I think some least... of them are farmers, some of them are nomads that just are just want you know moving from yeah, area to area to be able. So I think that's what what it. Didn't they have a pen of those like six horn sheep or whatever? Yeah, they, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So other than that, I think they're just preparing for the heist. Really, I'm not sure. You got some really good character moments. I can't remember them all. So, um, like you said, the, the lieutenant. Yeah, they did. Right. Talking about a little bit. I don't remember what happened with them though. It was really short. Well, this had the nice setup um, of of the imperial. Well, I think it's Gorn, right? That sort of set up that you know the the I want this painted or whatever. And like, sir, the only reason we get stationed here, uh, if you find out you get stationed here, you hope to see this eye thing or whatever. Do we really have to paint that tomorrow night? And he's like, all right, fine. Uh, make sure it's painted and sparkling the next day, but everybody can go see it. You know, it, it, it was a nice little setup to the 
to the heist aspect of how they're going to make sure it's it's minimally staffed or guarded or minimal number of people that they have to run into. I thought that was pretty clever. And I like his backstory too, where he was married to an Aldani or dated or married an Aldani girl that was killed or died or something because of the Empire. Lost her. That was his realization. It's like I don't want to be part of this anymore. And it's again more great character aspects to shows what it takes for them to kind of turn their back on it. Unfortunately, much like the real world, people don't realize something is terrible till it affects them. But we're seeing that now with these characters where it's like, yeah, I I believed, you know, he was he's a lieutenant. You know, he's obviously been in it for a long time, Gorn. And now it's like, you know, I don't want to be in it. I want to see it fall. And it's like, great, you know, to see all these people turn, all these chess pieces are going into place. Right. And it's uh anything else in that episode, anybody remember? I don't remember what uh Karn was doing, you know, what he was doing with his mom. I don't remember. So they they were getting um, they were yeah. trying to to get the hookup for a new job with Uncle Harlow or whatever. Oh okay yeah and that really yeah, nothing happened. Kept talking you know, about Uncle Harlow. But we haven't yet met him. Yeah so again hopefully a lot more to to see on it. There was some character because as they're because this was the episode leading to the sort of action episode and Andor's talking to him, uh, you know about the um the day before the night before the heist or whatever that you know that's when your adrenaline's pumping that's the hardest part you know you've planned you've planned your plan but the the night before the day before is where you really start to question it and think about it and you know don't use me as an excuse not to do it and and you know his motivation because doesn't that where that's where he reveals this is the one where he reveals he's he's a mercenary um right him and skeen or whoever kind of have their falling out or otherwise just glaring looks at each other in terms of trust type of thing but andor kind of shows proves his worth or shows his worth that he's been in situations like this before that he puts on is trying to get them to put on their game face and recognize that you have to yeah you're gonna have the nerves and the jitters and the hard, night before the day before is always the hardest 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 part of something like this it's just a yeah. neat. Um, it's it's expanding that Andor character immensely in terms of his what he's bringing to to this table uh, of this group of people in this heist. And I guess on to the last episode. How does the uh, eye? How does this one end? This one ends with doesn't this one end with Luthen and his yeah. assistant? He's like he's all nervous about it, and he's and she's like it'll be over this time tomorrow, or it'll just be starting. I thought that was a great line to yeah. to. To, to all of this that you know just that anticipation that is this series and watching these episodes week in and week out it was a great sort of great line into into his motivation and his trepidation as to what's about to transpire yeah just a really calm nothing big happened at the end it's just like, best watched almost as a you know watch all three at once type of thing binge them all at once because you want to see what happens next Gosh, I wish I could do that and just watch, like, wait, and then wait till the third week, and then watch, but no. <laughs> yeah, right? You oh, can't. I'm enjo- I, wanna- I am enjoying the week to week. I am enjoying the settling under my easy chair and 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 finding myself sitting on the edge of the seat and just on the pins and needles, even though I know what's going to happen to Andor, or know that nothing can happen to him, if you will. I don't know anything about all of these other characters, and this next episode that we're going to get into definitely is going to have some talking about. Like a leg and have a robot leg? You never know. <laughs> All right, so the sixth one is called The Eye. So, aided by Gorn, the rebels successfully infiltrate the garrison by posing as an escort squad, wink, 
for Commandant. Yeah, I guess it's Commandant. Jehold oh, Bihaz. Oh, I knew it had to be something fancier than that. I was like, that can't oh, be Commandant. That sounds weak. <laughs> Commandant. Thank you. Jehold Bihaz. Gorn's superior. They take Bahaz's family as hostage, very interesting, and force him to give them access to the garrison's payroll vault. While loading the credits into Imperial Freighter, they are caught by Imperial forces, and Terramin and Gorn are killed in the ensuing firefight. Cinta is unable to make it onto the ship, so only Cassian, Skeen, Vel, and Namek escape from Aldani. They land on another planet to treat Namek's injuries, but he quickly succumbs and passes away. With Vel occupied looking after Nemec, Skeen proposes to Cassian that they leave Vel behind and split the payroll between them. Cassian kills Skeen, fearing for his life and disgusted by Skeen's selfishness. He tells Vel, he tells Vel about the conversation and informs her that he plans to take a small portion of the payroll the amount Rail had promised to him as payment, and leave everything else to her. Back on Coruscant, Rail hears news of the theft and quickly celebrates. Like so, you're saying, uh, Rail, I, I, where do we get... I only know him as Luthen. Where do we ever pick up yeah. where, where his last name is? And how are, we, how are you spelling... Or how is, how is his last name being spelled? It's R-A-E-L. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely Luthen. I was confused. I was like, who's Rail? And I was like, Yeah, oh, it took me a while to figure out who you're talking about. So. Yeah, so subtitles just, always call them. That's just in the synopsis that you're reading, right? We haven't, have, I don't think we've heard that at all. I think they said his full name before. I think she, uh, Mothma said it. She, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think we know him that, more as Luthen than we do as, as, as that Rail. That kill is like one of the best things I've ever seen on anything. Like if there, there there's always situations in movies where like there's a guy like, why don't you just shoot this guy? And then he does it. I'm like, yay. <laughs> like that was like, oh, the best part. I wasn't but, yay, but I was like, holy, like, oh man, I was not expecting that at all. It was powerful. Yes. No, it, that was yes. really, it out. just like, you're finished. I am not having any of this. Yeah, that was that was in a whole wow. This is a, this is a legit show I'm watching here kind of moment uh, from a storytelling, you know, from again from that character development and that story piece that was just you get because he could get himself to take you out, <laughs> right? Well, but I was thinking about it. in doing that. He goes back to Val. Then it becomes a he said, you know, he he's only one side of the story. Oh, he was talking nonsense and was going to take it all and run. So I had to kill him. Really? Because that's not the skein I know type of scenario that could be coming. Or yeah, I thought could have been coming. Already, he, he I mean, they're all suspicious of each other. They do set that up in a couple of previous episodes. We, you know, we barely trust each other. You know, we barely know each other. So maybe she's not going to be, you know, it's not like they've been in a in the fight together, her and Skeen for, you know, years upon years, they've quasi sort of just met each other or whatever you want to say. So she could buy whatever Cassian's uh, saying to him. And she kind of has to at that point because he's the one there, but yeah, it just seemed the way you're shooting that guy. And now it's all going to be well, what you say, who's going to trust you. Cause she's the only one left. He's they're going to, he's, she's going to think that, he, Oh, he's going to take me out next so he can take all the money. There was something to that, but no, he quickly says, no, I just want a small little, I want my, my other part and I'm out of, you know, I want paid. You can do with the take rest. The you know, Cause yeah, he could, so he, he could have trusted. taken it all. So yeah. So take the crystal, so take it all. Yeah, I just want what I'm paid and it'd be gone. 
They left the other one there on the planet, right? They got to go back and get it. Yeah, Santa's still there. Yeah, you said about, and, and the synopsis says about she didn't make it on the ship. I don't think the plan was for her to ever make it on the ship. It didn't no, feel she like was, she missed think, it. And she I don't like, think so either. It felt like that was part of the plan to leave yeah, her behind okay. there. Next to Cassie, she was reason. like the other best person they had there because, you know, she was able to, you know. But why would, I mean, we're obviously going to find out, but why do we think, why would that be part of the plan? Obviously, she wasn't seen by anybody, or no, but she's not going to be recognized as an imperial, you know, you know, she's going to be like, hey, you're a new face. So she can't blend in with the imperials, I wouldn't think. It just seems, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that with regards to that was seems part of the plan was to leave her there the whole time. But what's the advantage to that? Maybe finding out what they're going to do or you know how they're going to react to this gonna, the tribal people i thought they were going to like take everyone out <laughs> for a minute there i mean they can also just say we returned and got her and left you know it doesn't have to be a huge thing because they needed someone on the bridge to kind of distract all these people to get rid of signals to cut the communication so were, they had able to get cassian on planet so maybe they can get it off world i mean granted it probably would be kind of hard now since they have they're going to have more yeah, they and just drew a whole lot of attention to the place. One of the images about, we see is Cinta looking up at the sky and seeing a Star Destroyer land on planet. So now we're going to see her point of view from what the Empire does on planet. I thought they put that uh, communications blocking device on there that I'm wondering. Like, they didn't go die hard and blow things up. So um, that's there to sort of as a as a breadcrumb as a trail leading so hopefully they use technology that you know couldn't be tra- tracked back to somebody or somehow or whatever or it's in a place where it doesn't get hidden or doesn't get noticed um, but yeah they just didn't blow anything up they didn't destroy the base or anything like that so that piece of evidence if you will that piece of equipment that they placed on the comm lines or whatever to create the static or whatever it was they were doing still exists so that's there as something for the empire to find didn't Cassian say that that was actually a piece of imperial equipment? That's a pretty clever little bit of subterfuge. Oh, when it makes did, it look like the... a pure inside job. Oh yeah, I like it, Marie. I like it. Right, make it look like the empire. Somebody in with in inside uh, the empire. Like the entire stole it. Makes, it. Yeah, it, it kind of gives the entire garrison to... like. Like, um, it kind of gives the imperials reason to suspect the entire garrison. Everybody kind of like right. down. I mean, the main person that would be the one responsible is dead, so... Is he, though? Uh, that's, I mean, as far as we know. Right, okay, so right. Just, I, I think the unceremonial, you know, we, we saw him taken out and saw the other one taken out, but, right, we don't know how taken out right. they truly are. I, I mean, I'm, I was vindicated this episode because I always said that Nemec was marked for death, and he did die. Which one? Was that the kid? But I... Yeah, yeah that was the, the manifesto. Was like, but was... I always said he was going to be the first to die. Um, at least he's the first we we actually see die. Touche, Marie. Yeah, yeah, he's the first. We, he is the first to die, in that sense, because he's the first we see. Right, he's the one that's operated on Doctor. Did you, anybody pick that up in the uh, subtitles uh, that he was Doctor Quad Paul? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quad Paul. What, the, yep. what it said, Doctor Quad Paul. Little on the nose. Doctor like, Quad Paul. They're trying to get real literal now with those names. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, okay. it's uh, what's the with the blue guys, um, Avatar and Unobtainium or whatever the heck they named in yeah. that stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there's Doctor Mandible. Doctor Mandible's a giant ant from New Hope. Yeah. So, like, 
they do have the Jedi three eight goat face. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Not not trying too hard with the names, are we? (laughs) Well, I guess it's one extreme to the other. We got Clem, and then we got Doctor Man Paul, so or Quad Paul. So (laughs) some people are are working hard to name things, and other part other parts aren't. The um, so I liked in this. I'm sure everyone mentions it, but this is just one of the most stunning images pretty much ever recorded in cinema, in my opinion. It's just they've been building towards the eye, the eye, the eye. But then when you see it, you're just awestruck the way that they the people covered up the fire to like experience it. And honestly, it really did look like a giant eye. Like if you looked at some of these scenes, you see like this big empty center of space and like all these lines coming off for like the iris. Yeah, it's, I didn't realize, you know, it's called the eye, and I didn't really connect it to a couple of days later, that it looks like a giant eye in the space. And the colors that they use, it's just stunning to watch it like, watch it unfold. It like, you, yeah, have to, it was... you have to scientific, not scientifically, medically, or like a close-up of an eye. Because it doesn't, I don't know that it looks like an eye in a very um, character drawing somebody um, eye. But if you look at an eye real close and see what it's made up and like you say of the iris and the colors that are in it and, and the the real detail of an up close eyeball that's where it does look like an eye and yeah it was like you said ryan just cinematographically gorgeous it was beautiful you know i see so much clamoring for it as um, um a, a phone background you know once screenshots for, for that as a phone background beautiful it really was you guys know like i've, I've been going on and on about uh stormtrooper so you can imagine my elation when i saw the tie fighter pilot <laughs> jump in and and take off why were the ties i mean i guess that one guy picked up on the chatter but i wondered about why the ties were dispatched why or who why did somebody say get those ties you know scramble the tie fighters scramble the fighters why there's no ships for the fighters to but i guess that's air support or otherwise something that they have yeah, they don't have patrol- it's probably the same guy that's been patrolling back and forth and so he yeah but it, it was just made out that the ties were it felt like it looked like the ties were dispatched to go um attack the ship but the ship isn't in the air yet nobody knows that the ship is that there's going to be a ship taken none of that but it, it just it needed to happen because we needed a chase scene for, for the ship and we needed the ties to, to be after it and for the eye to do its job. That slow ship finding a way to escape the fast, fast ties, as, as, as Andor uh, pointed out. To go him. down, go left, go right. <laughs> I like that. Oh, so talking about that scene, I'm sure everybody else noticed it, but I totally choked up when uh, Nemec was flying and he's like, climb. Climb, and that's exactly what K2SO says. Right, right. Yes, I noticed that. Because that's to me, that's the saddest, uh, the saddest death and the saddest scene in Star Wars is the death of a robot, K2SO. When he's like, "Climb, Cassian," and then Nemec does it too. Like, talk about character throwback. All these people that are like, "Climb," and then they die, type of thing. So (laughs) it adds more to the scene. From this show and from Rogue One, we've seen how like Cassian will just instantly kill a person, but he loves droids. And like, you know, he actually feels hurt when something happens to them or he's worried about them. Like the little droid from the show. And then when K2 dies, but then like on the other hand, he'll just kill somebody like in cold blood. <laughs> like he you know, it just shows his con- disconnection to like society and how 
I would push back. It's not in cold blood. It's in well, yeah, but pragmatic necessity. I think he would you think know? twice before shooting a droid. It's, I guess that's what I'm saying. No, I think if the droid is in the same situation and going to cause the cause he's after or the scenario he's after major problems, he destroys the droid just as quickly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the, the two that he's dispatched, he's had to. If he doesn't dispatch one arm, gimpy arm, he's not climbing and they're in trouble and everything's found out. That guy had to go. And if he doesn't dispatch Keen, then it's a whole mess and his safety isn't that one might be a little bit more in cold blood than than Gimpy Guy in Rogue One, but I, I no. I'd push back a little bit that I don't think it's in Rogue. was unarmed. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't escape. He's just like, I can't get out of here. And he's just like, Too bad for you. <laughs> I'll get out of here for life. And he shoots him. I'm like, What? So Anders just gonna be how else is he how else is how else are you gonna handle that safely? So I'm, that I'm Rogue One scene. The troopers are coming. You've just sh- destroyed, you know, killed two troopers. A whole lot's coming, about to come down on you. What else? What else are you going to do in that so situation? Do you think he's still wanted, like from all this stuff? Because I mean, the Cyril knows his name. They know who he is. And like in Rogue One, he's like doing all the stuff. Like, do, do they still have a warrant out for Cassie and Andor? You know. Well, that'd be an interesting thing about why he has to kill Gimpy Arm then in Rogue One. Because yeah. right, if there is a still a a a. a he can't. Yeah, he can't even have begin to have any any problems. Five years later, there's probably a, a billion warrants out. Oh, and then um, we got to see a really good scene in the Senate, you know, with Mom. Oh, Mom, Mom. Well, so like, yeah, it's a quick. No, yeah, right. right. Ooh, really to care about her talking and type of thing, but then all the news starts to break. So that seeing that, like, really the state of the of the galaxy right there to see the senate chamber that was once like filled with the population of the entire galaxy had alien representation and right representation there's all like a dozen people in there now and it just goes to show yeah, how yeah nobody cares or like how the empire destroyed so many planets so far like oh, you know they don't even have representation anymore you know it's just, i wouldn't think just destruction it's just that they don't care about what's uh that we're not going to listen to mom mothma it's she's going to talk about something we got other stuff to do type of stuff uh, so. you know the, yeah she's that oh there she is going on and on again about her you know climate change or, or her prop 65 initiative or whatever you know just going on and on about the thing again oh like geez yeah and the, of like, you know the republic that had like all these planets working together and doing all, now they don't there's nobody there and they don't care and then half of them are gone so it's like it's, yeah it's you know, it wasn't too hard to dissolve the Senate, I guess. You know, like in in New Hope, because there wasn't much left of <laughs> yeah. it at that point. You know, government. That was all of like what two minutes? I don't even think of that long. It was it was a very quick, short scene, but also powerful, right? Yeah. Like you say, just a, like you said it, Ricky. Just a sad bit of wait. This is oh, like yeah. a shell of his yeah. former self. Like I, you know, I expected to see the Senate like full of people, and you know, no, it's just. Empty. Uh, I'm finding myself lo- more and more loving that Mon Mothma character. Uh, her portrayal of it is obviously very, very good, but the but the character uh, and and all that it's gone into that character, um, finding that one to be it's kind of like you know what's the point so of fun. being a, a senator anymore? You know, there's nothing happens. You're talking to basically an empty room. Yeah. So why not join the rebellion and you know try to fix things that way? I, I thought it was so good. This had the um. What did they explain the eye that was a previous episode or whatever? Was it just literally the meteor shower going through the Aldani uh, atmosphere is what it was? was it anyway? Some some sort of it's it's like rings of something. So every three That's years, what it was. the rings, whatever, all the stuff in the rings. OK, that would make sense. Yeah. So it happens all the time. 
well, like I said, every three years, but they kind of expect it. Oh, and just the other thing with the Empire did to try to strip people down from their beliefs oh, yeah. and wear them down where they're like, oh, we placed all sorts of bars on the side, all sorts of, you know, places to pretty much test their faith, to distract them, to separate them. Again, it's these tiny tricks of the Empire that in real life. And then they end up having like less than 100 people left. Yeah. So to see that, to try to separate people, to try to temptations, to try to offer them something to not, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about fighting for whatever thing you want to fight for in the real world. Just go do this instead. Yeah. And come down to nothing. And it'll be such a small party that you, why even listen to a hundred people? Cause that's what happens. It's the party becomes so small. The voices don't become as loud. And it's like, Oh, why even listen to those people? We're just going to build more air bases here. Cause remember they said, this is the last time these people are going to see this eye. Because it's going to be an airbase now. They're going to flatten it all and make it an airbase. I mean, they'll still see the eye, but the monument will be gone, everything. They're like, uh, who cares? This will be the last time they're going to gather anyway. So it's these tiny steps that the Empire is taking. Um, yeah, those people which is what burn those pelts. They're like, well, yeah, this is me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Once again, slowly turning the heat up on the frog in the pot, in the pot of water. Yeah, okay. angering more groups of people. Mm-hmm. Where they finally you know come together right so yeah was there, was there i don't i don't know if it was was there plan to always have like were they planning on moving the credits themselves as part of their plan or did, were they always going to have some captured help like i don't think the one think imperial was- sort of messes messes the plan up or whatever or they thought they'd have a few or a couple or i guess those guys that were going to be there painting or the 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 small couple of people that were going to be there guarding the vault or whatever that didn't get to see the eye or whatever that was would be the ones that they figured was going to be their muscle yeah. that, you know you know well, who was, who they were going to well, get to move stuff or die. There at all right they were all supposed to be gone, but then in the other episode, the those guys told uh, the lieutenant, whatever he was, like, oh, yeah, we should probably have people down here, you know, just in case. I don't think they were supposed to have anybody down there in the be- to begin with. No, there was always going to have to be some help. people down there. Need help. Yeah, so Gorn probably just said, oh, we need a couple people here. Yeah, because remember, he said, I put all my best guys outside to make sure that the that the people don't go start a riot so he's just got a bunch of dunces in there playing cards where we can just say line up and load the stuff and then they get caught because the one guy is like well i'm getting all sorts of alarms there let me just send some people that way and then they're like this is uh something you shouldn't care about and they're like wait a minute and then shoot so but yeah i, was surprised. I thought they were going to take it all and maybe the yeah. surprise uh, group of people that attack them and you know kind of ruin their plans or whatever but they I, it didn't really even felt like they got away with half of it. I don't mean, you know, what, what's your take on how much of what was in there versus what they actually got on the ship? I, I don't they think they got half. Credits? They called it 80 million, right? Because didn't you say you take 40 and I take 40? Wasn't that what Skeen was trying to do? I can't remember the exact number, but I thought it was. Well, uh, yeah, you but take... what's your take on how much of a dent did they put into into the vault? Oh, they got like 30%. I agree. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you think it was everyone say, or you guys are thinking it's less than less than less than fifty percent. That's I was surprised I at that. I thought they were I thought they were the plan or they were gonna get away with with a, a lot more, let's if say. They would have had carts that had repulsors on <laughs> they would have got more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what Luton said. They want to steal the entire yeah. pay 
And it's like, I was like, dude, you guys have a lot to go, you know, after loading all that. I'm yeah, that's where I was. Exactly. Time. Thank you, Ryan. That's where I was. It's like, wait, there's still more to be done here. What's going on? Hmm. But they needed they to go time. for some reason. Yeah. Well, why did they think? Just or they just had a yeah they just had a timeline that uh, as every bad guy does or whatever they just say all right here's our timeline okay. let's they were in a shootout too like, stick so. stick with it and right the shootouts um i guess even Gorn was like what are you guys doing we need to be get out of here and then well, that's the when plan, people start like, to the shoot. four of them to like load it themselves you know like what would they would have done if they didn't have the you know the imperials helping them well that's what well, i, I was asking but i think there was going to be some level of imperials there they got more Gorn because they put them there as part of the plan. They're like, listen, we're going to need help. So how about I just station like five or six guys here to help push carts? Well, I contend okay. that there were, there were five or six guys always stationed there. And that's where he said, well, I want this painted. And he's like, sir, if we, you know, if we add any more guys, it's really going to lower morale because we want to see the eye. And he's like, fine. You know, just have the guys that are normally here, or whatever, and get it painted tomorrow, type of thing. You know, and instead of stationing more guys there, I I think that was all part of his plan to begin with. But right when the commandant and his crew get taken over, they had more help than they they planned for. So they're trying; they have to now guard them, if you will, so to speak. Make sure that that you know that they stay safe with them. That they lose track of or get surprised by the group that come in from, from, you know, they come in and start the shootout. Cause that I wasn't mean, the shootout. Didn't want, start by... Yeah. You also don't want 50 guys in there. So I'm sure Gorn just told a bunch to leave. They left a number that was manageable. They're like, listen, there's five of us. We can control like 10 guys with guns. It'll be just fine. Like if it was a full garrison, cause we've seen what that vault looked like er- earlier on. Cause remember they're all about, that was the painting scene that you're talking about. And it was loaded with people. Um, right. So he's he sent a lot of people. Well, you can watch the eye. He sent his best people out. So I think there was always supposed to be just a number of people to help load because it moved quicker if they just use, you know, you empty the bank vault into this bag and give it to me that, you know, like a bank heist type of thing. Oh, uh, you know what the timing of it was, was the eye, the was time the count, you know, the countdown of it was that they had to leave at a certain time because they were trying to shoot the eye as their escape pattern. So that's what was making them. That's what I'm remembering. That was, that's where the timeline was the, we had to be beholden to it because we got to shoot the eye or whatever that plan was to make their way out. Cause I, the eye uh, covers up their escape because it was a ship that was too slow to, um, yeah. And it uh, did, right. It, it destroyed the, the, the time that was chasing them. Because Gorn, right. Isn't it Gorn that says you shouldn't be here. This is a classified thing. You know, he's trying to get that guy to get out of there. He's like, wait, you shouldn't be here. You and your guy shouldn't be here. This is classified. He's trying to get them out of there, remove them from the, extricate them from that situation to stop from slowing them down. But they get in a firefight and have to do what they have to do. Which guy? The, The one that walked in with all the, with his troops and then was like, what's going on here? You know? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Remember, like Cassian and Skeen started shooting, and Cassian blasted two people right off the bat. That was like the corporal that was was the, um, all the alarms and all that stuff. with the communications. Yeah, he was the communications guy. And started okay, if that everything. guy stayed alive, then he would think that you know it was uh was his name Gorn and the commandant were like in on it. Because you know, at that point, the commandant was talking, and he yeah, he still right, he still doesn't know what's going on at all. Then he had a he's heart just attack. questioning things. <laughs>
But no, it was, a, it was a wonderfully exciting heist. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a fun on the edge. You know, outside of Andor, you know, who's going to make it? How's it? How's this going to? How's this going to go down? There's going to be a pattern where you got like two episodes and the third is the you know climax kind of thing. You think that's going to be the rest of the season? They have like what five little? Yeah, there's six more. So yeah, they might have. Yeah. Uh, I heard there was like three story arcs. So this might have been the first one. Well, Star Wars is trilogies, and so it, it it sure lends itself to that sort of well, right. We, we got six go more, two more sort of stories, but it's whatever it is. We it can be six more in the on, on his planet. So they haven't finished that story about his sister, and they got to explain more about the mining. If they it do, can be uh, six more, and the sixth one is the ultimate in climax and and wraps everything up for me. I'll be happy. This I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I've seen so much chatter and and nitpicks and minutia about it kind of thing, and but. Well, the most recent one was the guns, and were real. World. It's just yeah, until the guns start shooting, yeah, until the guns start shooting bullets. You know, there's there's start with their shooting blaster bolts, and they're whatever gun design they need to be. We just people are looking for things to pick, so to speak. It just that drives they're me nuts. They're it's called th- they're called slug throwers in Legends. Oh jeez. Yeah, so because there, they have there the are bullet there shotgun. are bullet shooting yeah. guns. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, they had the shotguns, and they would shoot the Jedi with them, and it would, like, just shoot molten magma straight through their blades into them type of thing. So, Mag. yeah, they, they did exist in Legends for a little bit, you know, for right. the story. It's not canon yep, anymore. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had to slug throwers for some reason. So a, big, a big something we should do sometime is uh, let's read Legends books to Ron and get his opinion on everything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. we got worms that go into people's faces we got uh you know clones <laughs> with two uh you have it you have enough of that because because the thing that's not legends that's canon now or whatever has a rock in it so you know it, it's He's not not rock. Yeah, they, have, they had living ships in the eu so like <laughs> living Everybody what, what was the kids structure isn't they i think or something what was the kid's name? How 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 tragic, how heartfelt was his injury? The the ship goes to take off and and the whatever slides into you know it was just it was impactful oh, yeah. and surprising as to how he got his injuries. It was yeah, just like the stabilizers oh, on the ship. Really, we got we got we made it. You know, he made it onto the ship and everything, whatever. And he gets he gets taken out by the you know the palette of gold uh, shifting and, and nobody thought about securing yeah. stuff that that was obviously not in the plan yeah, i think as ryan said it, they were in a firefight so a lot of things kind of may have went out the window in terms of <laughs> of of what you're thinking like about. rolling around the back like they're in like in a chevy bronco like <laughs> alpha safety alpha safety and stuff yeah i think yeah it was a bit yeah i think um well, the poor two guys who are on the inside. I mean, we we lost them like uh, uh, like nothing, didn't they? It was almost like uh, uh, they they just just got randomly. It's almost like they randomly shot, and there was no emotion um, for their for their loss. I was a bit shocked, but there was no no real emotion. A bit disappointing, but I suppose essentially all you end up between with the, between two, the group. In the group itself, yeah, they both well, got they're it. They're like strangers they? to each other still. Though. Yeah, I mean, they barely knew each other. Well, yeah, it was all a little bit strange. And did the um did the chap that took hostage? Did he actually have a heart attack, or did they shot him? I can't remember what happened. He had a heart attack. Right? He had a heart attack. Yeah. 
it was all a bit. Uh, I was just looking as you googling this, and you're not a bit meteor shower. Um, it says that Nima actually says that it's a recurrent band of crystallized non. I can't even say this. Noctilucent micro densities, rather than strictly a, a my, meteor shower. So the crystallized micro densities that heat up and explode. Yeah. So it's not a meat. It's not rock. It's sort of like crystallized stuff. Tell Geo that. Put that in there because I'm sure that Nemec will, will want us to remember it as what it pro- appropriately is. But we're all we're all going to remember it in the future as a meteor shower. I'm sure. It's going to be a trivia question. What was the uh, the eye consisted of? It was, it was nice the eye of Dowdy. Yes, I've got meteor shower. It's not a meteor shower. Well, um, but so we're at the halfway point then. We are at the halfway point in Andor, aren't we? So um, six down, six more to go. When does it wrap? When's its last show? Before it's, Christmas? It's, no, it's in, it's in November. I know that. I guess it's just six weeks out from now, so I can look yes. at a calendar and see. All right, so yeah, it's it's yeah. November twenty third. Yes, uh, next month we'll, we'll probably have well, we'll we all have the Tales of the Jedi to talk about and the uh, Path of Deceit. Hopefully, um, we are who's a, who? Well, Josh isn't here. Um, I just noticed that halfway through. Josh isn't here. Um, is uh, uh, I can't remember. Did Marie, did you read the books? I can't remember. Did you do you read the High Republic books? She, kind of, she read them. She doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. So it's only Josh we really need to check about, and maybe Ron might join us. Might might uh, have a have a, some downtime and read the read the book before next uh, next month. But See, the shadows of the Sith had legacy characters and had tie-ins, and I think yeah. that's what got me got yeah. me in, in in potentially the the High Republic is all new stuff. So I'll, I'll welcome your your yeah, dissection. Yoda. Well, kind of, but. <laughs> Some of the stuff has Yoda. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, not not so far. Yeah, not so far in Phase Two, but yeah, it will be pretty. I, I think uh, it's going to be some great conversation um, um, next time round. We'll reread that until round does not have to. <laughs> yes, and then we'll that's what we'll be doing it for you. But I say I'm, I'm, I am. Uh, it was a bit of a, sl- a bit of a slow. Well, not say so slow start. It was an easy start. Um, and it's just got more and more um, interesting as as time's going on. But as we say, we can't say anything more about it, unfortunately. Yeah, lots of stuff. Tales of the Jedi and High Republic and all of it. Yep. So we will get into that and Tales of the Jedi uh, next month. Anything else that might surprise us in, in the meantime that comes along. Okay. Thank you very much, folks. And uh, we'll see you uh, in roughly uh, three or four weeks' time. Bye bye. Cheers. Hi, everybody. Bye bye. Go switch off. Be sure to follow us online. We're at Facebook at PSW Senate. Join our Plus 20 Star Wars Facebook group where we all are in there interacting. You can find us on Twitter at PSW Senate. On Instagram, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. And on TikTok, we're at PSW Senate Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. The Force will be with you. Always.
bailing. I know him. <laughs> yeah, he he came on and we couldn't hear him at all. And then it would like cut out and <clears throat> I had to change it. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> well played, Ryan. Well played. <laughs> I don't know what I turned in on just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that could that could very much cut you, cut you to the quick though. Yeah, we were no, talking about no, how just... terrible the Batman is. Oh. <laughs> well, he knows that's not what we, we can just edit that. <laughs> yeah, you better not steal that and like use it as a clip to make uh to form your arguments later on, Mister Editor. Why, why would you just give him that? Why would you give him that? And I'll just edit it out and be like, ha, 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 you're right. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just got in like, seconds before you asked. Yeah, Stevens with the technical difficulties this morning. Oh, yeah, I was running around trying to get a quick <laughs> vacuum and laundry in, so nothing exciting for me. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> mute button. <laughs> They'd make that thing red. <laughs> Ooh, this is like our official, uh, but our first episode was in October. 2020. People hear me. You're distant. Yeah, we do. Do You're hear you trying distant, to talk. But we can hear you. Sound like you're all the way in England. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Yeah, now we don't hear you at all. No. Yep. Still don't hear you. I'm saying it like I can hear you talk. I can't hear yeah. you talk, so I'm just letting you know that we can't hear you. Well, I don't see his little yeah. thing on. Thing bouncing. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. It lets you know when somebody's talking, doesn't it? Who's going to swap to the phone? Okay. Dagger. No? Oh, my God. Oh, there you sound good. Yeah, I'm on the phone. Hang on, I'll turn my video yeah. off. You don't want to see me. That actually sounds really good. Hello. I hear an echo. Hello. Does that sound all right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's echo. Echo? I think the echo went away. Wrecker. Yeah. Might have been me. <laughs> Did you guys all get a load of Han Solo? What? Uh, the Han Solo thing. Did you see that? The the, the oh. Han Solo made out of bread. The life size Han Solo and yes. Carbonite made out of bread. Oh yeah. Um, Severed. That that's in a bakery in Benicia. Benicia is not very far from me. It's less than an hour from me. I may need to go out there. Oh wow, that's cool. Did you get to eat it? Yeah. Like are they giving it away? I don't think they're giving it away or anything like that. I don't think it would taste very good because it's not um, like I don't know what they, they were talking about the the method that they used to make it, and I don't know. It doesn't sound like it might be very good bread, but um, <laughs> it's probably like waste dough or something. And um, but it's only like Venetia's only like maybe half an hour from me, so I think I'm gonna go out there and see it. You can just hang it on your wall in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Seeing the actual prop. All right. Okay. Uh, so obviously we're going to do Andor. Andor. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's <clears throat> findable. Somewhere I've seen a a preview of some sorts. Like I was watching a TV show, watching a movie, and a show they showed a preview of Andor, um, a trailer, if you will, and it had some new seen some new you know, upcoming stuff but i couldn't even like, begin to tell you how to find or if it's even findable i was surprised to see it because that was the first i had ever seen it or heard anything about it 
the like, trailer. A quick review. Yeah, it was it was a, it was you know it was a commercial spot in between. I was watching Die Hard or whatever on FX and was surprised to see this Disney Plus tra- uh, you know commercial for Andor and showed a bunch of bunch of new new things. That I'm just suggesting if that's findable, I'll look for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but but did, you see, did you see Jar Jar? I did not see Jar Jar. <laughs> Yeah, still, still hoping. But I hey, did see what looked to be uh, Ryan's favorite, or just otherwise something from Visions that was this some sort of ship that looked like it had extend forever lightsaber things that was doing a spin. I don't know. How, I need to see it to see. But in the trailer, it's just like, wait, what was? What did I just see? It was. It was. Was it just a Disney Plus trailer, just showing all sorts of stuff? I don't know. No, it was specific for Andor. Because it was, it was, it was, it was definitely trying to advertise for Andor to get people to be aware of it and go sign up for Disney Plus if you know if you didn't know about it. But I was just very surprised to see some new footage. Basically, never, I never, I never seen before by me anyway. And I think I've seen all the trailers that were released before the season dro- or before the episodes dropped and everything. So yeah, a mid-season trailer, if you will, would make sense since we're halfway through. Um, I still haven't been able to find it anywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to search. You know, it wasn't. I don't think it was dropped. I don't. I don't. He didn't see any chatter about it on the new. Or you know, I just didn't see anybody say, "Hey, this is coming out," or "Look what I found," or "Look what Disney Plus posted." Uh-huh. It seemed like it was. You know, they they slated it for the slotted it for the commercial break on FX in between. You know, in a movie. Strange. Yeah, I don't see anything when I'm checking everything released in only the past week. It yeah, looks yeah. like some fan edits, and that's about it. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so we do the usual. We do the usual intro, round the table, bit of news, then go into Andor, and well, that might well take the rest of the uh, of our time here. Oh, are we gonna? We got. There's nothing different to say about Tales of the Jedi, is there? Because we, we did we we discussed the uh, that's that's about it. It's coming in a couple of days. Yeah, I was just going to for the news, but that's about it. Yeah. All right, so I wasn't laughing at you there. I was just laughing at Ricky's post. Uh, the teaser trainer with, with um, uh, yeah, yeah. Dir- director credit. <laughs> I didn't realize that was in there. So much fake news these days. It's hard to know. But he's not in the trailer that they showed. I don't know why they, that's on there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, not from, it's not from an official source, so I won't watch it. I always see, you go on YouTube, it's terrible these days. Like you see things like, um, uh, here's what happens in, here's what happened in Andor episode seven, or here's what, ha- here's what um, happened. It's, it's as if they've seen it. They, they, they enable things now as if they've seen it. And when you actually click on it, you find it's absolutely, there's only about 1% of what they said on, on, on the title. And the rest of it is just absolute crap. Well, like when uh, they did the, uh, they did the press review with things, whatever. They showed them like the first four episodes, and then people were saying like, "Oh, I saw the first six. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> it was like, did they see the first four? Because I know for sure they saw the first four. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I don't be know surprised if you saw the director first. credit, but not maybe not this yeah. season. No, it's weird that he's on there because I just watched that this thing and he's not. No, no, I mean that's complete, that's completely photoshopped in, isn't it? You can just yeah, see that. And in the trailer that they showed, it actually looked like a real trailer. <laughs> I wonder where they filmed her house. Does anybody know where that her house was filmed? In the Bali. No. That's very nice. It looks very okay. Right. We better get on better get on with the show. 
So everybody's everybody got all their drinks and refreshments and all that? Yep. We're ready to go. Check. I'm standing okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's get going then.